Good to the Wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes, as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us at this point. That would be all of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. So we're not going to fight about who has to read it this time? We're just going to do it? No, I just did it. All right. there this is cross i'm pj and i'm ben i'm aaron and i am thomas and we are words and whiskey a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike we tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking you should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club i'm so it glad feels more you guys like a are club here. again <laughs> we're glad to be here you're welcome it for coming nice. <laughs> it feels so empty Thank when it's just me and crossland <laughs> We missed you guys. We've missed you. We've missed you as well. And I'm like, glad PJ has been let out of the box. <laughs> He's no now. longer in the table. Yeah. Congrats, yeah, PJ. Just for a little Set bit. free. I've He's been freed. atrophied quite a bit. <laughs> Did you slam but, you your know. head on any walls? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Intentionally, unintentionally, whichever way. Mm-hmm. Oh, very excited, though, of course, to have you all on today. Um, for those of you who don't know or didn't listen to the entirety of our Greenbone Saga coverage, A, like, how dare you, first and foremost, like, <laughs> yeah. go back and read those books. It was wonderful. And obviously, we have Howlerpod on, as well as Thomas from High Key Obsessed. This was the squad that we covered. I think it's, we're just, it's the squad now. I don't know goals. else to refer to it. Squad goals. So, fully, fully squatted up for our first wrap-up episode of Pierce Brown's Lightbringer. Nice. I also appreciate that we have maintained our group chat and we still like just <laughs> just chat every once in a while. It's been good. I'm still holding on to Cross's nice whiskey that he left here at my house. <laughs> so he has no choice. <laughs> I will say. Holding it hostage from Eidenberg or something. I will say, as the only one not doing a Red Rising podcast amongst us, that listening to Howler Pod and the few episodes of Words and Whiskey I've listened to this iteration, it's so fucking weird not being able to talk to you guys in real time, <laughs> which is why I've started texting you guys a lot more now and being like, hey, this happened actually. Because I'm listening and I'm like, I should be talking to them. This is weird. Yeah. yeah. You're well, you're free to talk out loud too. Yes, I, I do. Welcome I do talk to them. It's the ether, <laughs> the void. You're no, wrong. but we're here to listen. <laughs> you're wrong. You're the worst. This is bad. Yeah, I'm super excited to have everyone. And I know I want to talk a lot about this book. I've wanted to talk a lot about this book. We've some of us have talked about this book before <laughs> <laughs> on the way to HowlerCon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will say inside of the episode coverage, the coffee shop that I finished the book in features heavily in the last four or five episodes because I talked <laughs> about the fact that I had to finish it before getting into a car with either of you. Nice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but then I wasn't about done. Crying. Right? Yeah. Or no, I had finished it that, that morning. That morning, yeah. Yeah. The coffee shop across from my office. <laughs> Where yeah. I left you in the rain. <laughs> he was like, I, uh, they kicked me out and it's raining. I was like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I'm still working. Yeah. Be like yeah. an hour. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Crossland conjured the rain to hide his tears. That's true. <laughs> very, very true. Before we go too much further, though, I want to talk about a lot of this stuff. Let's talk about what we're drinking real quick, because you all might have forgotten. PJ, do you want to start? Yeah, I have a got fruity drink. <laughs> Very fruity drink. I went to a distillery and they served me a drink and I tried to recreate it as a cocktail. They served it as a shot. I kind of fucked with the ratios a little bit, tried to make it into a cocktail. It is... I, I named it a jelly bean for Sophocles with some help <laughs> from the crew here because I had no idea what to call it. But three ounces of grapefruit crema, three ounces of passion fruit syrup, two ounces of lime juice, and two dashes of orange bitters. This made one and a half cocktails. I gave the other half to Kaylin because she wanted to try it. So it is tart and sweet. And utterly delicious. It's the, I think their attempt was to make it as close to an orange Julius as possible. I definitely kind of pushed it more into the grapefruit realm a little bit with the ratios. But yeah, I am very, very happy with it. It looks beautiful. It's a pretty Great drink. I haven't like put effort into making a pretty looking cocktail in quite a while. So it's fun to flex on that a little bit. Um, then my back half beer is from that same trip. I, I went to the lobsters stuffed with tacos beer release at Fair State. It is a barrel aged, a bourbon barrel aged stout. It pours like motor oil. It's so thick. It <laughs> 13% <pretty> <laughs> alcohol by volume. Cool. Hey. Toasted coconut, caramelized <laughs> cacao nibs, and vanilla beans. I'll go next because I'm boring. I'm drinking water because my birthday was on Saturday and I'm still hungover. <laughs> Happy birthday. I also Aaron. went to the Chiefs game yesterday and drank my sorrows. Yeah, it's a big Stanley. I, I have a cocktail here. It's called Stanley Water Basic <laughs> Bitch Edition. <laughs> I can How about about I can forward, no free ads edition, Aaron. I can uh, <laughs> I can smash attackers with my hefty a mug weapon, and my water would stay cold whilst mashing attackers. I got hmm. Amanda a big one of those mugs for, for for Christmas, except it's a Yeti. The surprise. He doesn't listen to podcasts, so great. <laughs> Aaron DJ is also drinking out of it. <laughs> you know what? While we're giving free ads, I'm gonna go because I have. <laughs> Little Dunkin' Spite? You kidding me? <laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts? Ooh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's an alcoholic Dunkin' iced coffee made by wow. Dunkin'. Iced coffee. 6%, so, you know, um, almost half as strong as PJ's. What's it taste like? Is it like Kahlua? Besides bad. What's in it? It tastes like, you know how, like, the Dunkin's that you can get at the store kind of taste bad anyway? Like the pre, the <laughs> yeah. bottles oh, the of iced canned. coffee? Yeah. Tastes bad. It tastes like that. And then there's also alcohol for some reason. Um, but, you know, right? in the Northeast, we love our donkey. So. Wow. That's the first free ad. It's kind of, it's growing Thomas on me ever. the more I, I sip it, though. I bet after a whole can. I know. It's the free Jeff. advertisement. Is there caffeine in it? Corrupting well, your brain. 
Here's the other thing. There is caffeine in it. The other thing is that the number one spokesperson for Dunder Donuts is, of course, Ben Affleck. I am number two. Big Poppy is number three. <laughs> so, you know, respect. Got caffeine in it. It's basically a four loco. I'm yeah, so, like, I'm like, so curious how they're getting away with, like, basically making four loco again, but it's <laughs> coffee instead of fruit. For the youth, we're four not loco snitching. was poison. Um, uh, I can go next. I have a Boulevard Quirk featured heavily during our Jade Legacy <laughs> series. And also during my birthday. Um, it is a passion fruit orange, which I feel like is a, a wonderful flavor. Refreshing. It's very hmm. good. It's a seltzer. Hard seltzer. Yum. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Shaw. Consistently jealous. I am having a cocktail that I'm calling a spiced Martian. I've been playing around with this like carrot, turmeric, ginger, orange juice, and it's super good. I thought it was going to be more spicy than it was originally when I tried it. Now I finally found like a flavor profile that works with it. So it's a tequila drink with lime, simple syrup, and a lot of the orange juice, and it works perfectly. Mm, um, sorry, good. I keep saying orange. It's carrot juice, not orange juice. Carrot um, juice. It's orange it's, colored. It, it's a yeah, it's orange colored. That does not um, so sound carrot, good. Ginger turmeric. It's delicious. Carrot. Shockingly. Yeah. This carrot juice tastes carrots. So, carrots. <laughs> where I'm gonna yeah. start. Carrots? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> my biggest regret, Cross, is that when you were here, you did not make me a cocktail. I know. I was kind of bummed about that too. I didn't I didn't Get even think work. about that, but that's Next bar. time, see the trick is you just have you guys just have to come out here and then I'll have my full bar, bar. that I can do. Yeah, see, see that's the trick. We'll bring you don't, a passion for. Don't fall for me. that. He doesn't have his full bar there either. No, it's true. I do now. Okay, cut it back <laughs> after I stayed at my parents. <laughs> I have it again now. It is mine. But yeah, so I've got that and then I, because I don't have any beer in the house right now at the moment or like a seltzer or anything, I just made an old fashioned to, to chase, wow. to sip on. Mm. So just an old fashioned beer. chaser. Well, the cube is going pretty quickly. I'm not going to lie. So it is, <laughs> this is a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a Whiskey very water, water old fashioned, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fine in a bit. Stay hydrated. So, yeah. Yeah. And Thomas, you had some whiskey too, right? I do, because I like to think of these things that when we're all together, it's a special occasion. So I poured my fanciest whiskey. Nice. nice. Probably sipping neat, tasty, smart. tasty. Just <laughs> Can I give wow. a free wow. ad on which one that is? <laughs> no, yeah. I will not. No free right. ads for that. <laughs> okay, can, can you tell us and then we'll cut it? Yes. If, this, if I hear this on the podcast, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bourbon. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm going to... Mm. I have to take that down because I'm never. I think Ooh. it's I think it's semi local. So if you <laughs> actually want to keep it in, that's fine. But prefer not. But but fuck the man. Yeah, fuck the man. We're sticking yeah. to the bit. We're we're censoring that. <laughs> All right. So we you know generally this is where we would be like, hey, what do you think? What do you think of the book? But we have something to do before that because we've been sitting on these for a long time and I thought it would be exciting for y'all to partake in a little bit of PJ shaming and or me shaming for making PJ make bets on things or calls. But we've got some of those to pay off real quick, if mm-hmm. you wouldn't mind Damn. indulging. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All 
was a bell. <laughs> so PJ for the first of like I mean Game of Thrones bell. That is a that is the perfect meme. It's accompanying this episode now. You've you've made it happen. PJ, we start off here with we finally see Tharsis again for the first time in a long while. What part do you think he's going to play in this whole theater? Uh, I felt so mean about this one. I'm not going to lie. All right. I think you just wrote verbatim what I said, so I'm going to read it verbatim how you wrote it. Uh, this is Apollonius's brother that was living and parting at his house uh, while Apple rotted in deep grave, right? If so, his pixie attitude, but loss of station will be used to control him will be promised wealth and leisure for some betrayal of his family or something like that i felt like that was a fair guess didn't have eaten by a manticore and ed put in a bucket huh <laughs> didn't didn't quite guess that one <laughs> wow <Big> miss <laughs> PJ, how did you miss. Miss. it was foretold <laughs> I think that's a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a drink on my part. <laughs> so close. All right. The The next one that you had was in relation to Ore. We had been talking a lot about the Odyssey in the moment as we kind of like kicked off the story. And you were like, I want to make a prediction about Ore. So uh, what'd you doom, say? Doom, void, death, destruction. She's a siren. Damn it. Question. <laughs> Why would you say that? Sirens are ugly. <laughs> What? Well, Sirens only when you ugly. see their their true. They have... When they're not singing to you, that's only yeah. when you see their true face. Mm-hmm. Fair. Thomas. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like pinks. I feel like that does still work for a pink, though, right? I was just being dramatic. True face is like yeah. personality. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'd like to argue that I'm not entirely wrong here. Well, we don't know. We still don't know entirely for sure. Right. But she was like. I, mean, I think we know for sure. Tricky. Die. Deep in this undercover kind of deal. I think I'm wrong, given what we know about her at this point. But I don't think I'm as wrong as it's presented to be. Is that fair to say? I'll still drink for it, but I'd like a little bit of leniency. Do a little drink. <laughs> it's a, just little a little drink. one. <laughs> she was pretty cool, so I think that's fair. All right. I can I can accept that. So this next one was like a long note that I had to go back for to even like find my comment that the comment came from. So what I was saying is and then and that goes as well for the small story of this green and rooting out the political corruption among Virginia's ranks. I can't help but wonder if there were threads in that infamous one point two million word draft that he had talked about at Haller Con. Um, there's a discussion with Kavax here that I think warrants more mentioning. What do you make of his suspicion and her reluctance to name her source? Who, pray tell, do you guess it to be given her reluctance to mention it specifically while Daxo's name is on Virginia's mind? Uh, I've been trying to figure that out. My initial thought is that she's got Abominate Virus's brain goopified by pandemonium. using <laughs> 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 him as goopified. a means of teasing out the logic of the moles. If he doesn't have direct knowledge or maybe someone on the side of the of the obsidians. So you're um, saying my, here Virginia has Abominadrius's mind goopified? Um, yep. I'd like to know, is Gwyneth Paltrow still alive in the Red Rising universe? Is that what you're pitching to us? Is that how the brain is <laughs> Goop goopified? is canon. Goop is canon. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think so. I think I think that has to be true. Okay. Well, then for um, that, you have to drink again. <laughs> 
for, for that alone. You know, I, I did shuffle this one out of the three that are here to the end, ultimately, because it is kind of a, a good lead in because there isn't really an answer at this point. We don't know um, the answer to that question yet, we, which is part think, of the reason that I kind of asked it. <laughs> we think it's abominators. It's what makes I'm pretty sure sense at this point. Yeah. 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 There's no other context. So nothing, nothing could to be drink the dog, for, but I th- could be too. It's versus not dog. the dog. Pierce killed him in our interview. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and he right. said, and that's canon now. <laughs> he did say canon. I was there. I heard it. <laughs> not edited. <laughs> I'll drink to put uh, drink to Tumless's dog. Death of, <laughs> I love that you yeah, called it toothless, toothless and we just let it slide. Who said toothless? <laughs> I love okay. How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. My cat looks just it's like a great, great movie. I have a little black cat. That's adorable. So happy, the void. Um, but we all think it's Abominatrius, right? Like mm-hmm. we all think it is. I think it's pretty yeah. obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. When you reread it, he's she's thinking of she original says, packs and Daxo. She says the thing to Kavix and then immediately thinks about right about packs yeah about packs and daxo i think all the context there's are just like big sirens around yeah to be yeah. thinking that this is abominatrius they're not breadcrumbs they're like neon signs yeah mm-hmm. totally agreed that's why i wanted to bring it up and see where pj landed on it because uh, we don't know the answer but i mean do you see the giant flashing neon sign and pj was holding on to it being what's his name the the obsidian that breaks free. Oh, oh yeah, Baldir. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was. Th- yeah, I was sure. thinking that was a good option too. Well, but he was involved. Let how would tell he you. have any information though? He's in a cell. I'm right. rocking with Baldir the Unshorn. I'm on his side. Sky bastard. Just his team. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're just on his team. I think he's. I think he. I think he's a cool dude. I think he gets kind of a bum rap. You know what I but mean? You don't think he's the source. I don't think he's the source. I just think he's cool. Okay. I mean, he has a cool name. He, and he wants to smash cool Darrow. So, like, he's just kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought... I thought he was cool until he cut off his ponytail and killed a griffin. smeared by... Killing the griffin was like, fucked up. I don't remember. Was that him or was he, he was on a lot. He was under the... Drugs. Of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I'm just up. saying. Yes. You got Other than that. Just because you do drugs doesn't mean. <laughs> you got roofied. You should kill people while you're on drugs. He was poisoned <laughs> with drugs. <laughs> I think if you're on you drugs, should be you nice should just be Xenophon convicted of murder. It was Xenophon. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Xenophon or, piece of shit. You can't be tried for any crime that you do while on drugs. <laughs> it's not Unless like you're still drugs on drugs. It was like, I'm going to kill a griffin. <laughs> it was. He was poisoned with drugs. And he was incepted pointed in the direction of killing a griffin and he's a big fucking strong dude that does that type of shit Still sad and so buckbeak died tough (laughs) (laughs) no buckbeak lives on he didn't get his head chopped forever (laughs) brutal brutal um (laughs) there is so much that i want to talk about with this book but i feel like I would be remiss if I didn't address something that got sent to us on Instagram about our last episode, PJ, which Hmm. is we were going back and forth talking about 
Diomedes performing or Gaia performing and like the move of having the razor wrapped around his neck. Like you were saying that performance or stunt, right? And the first response that we got to that was, I can't believe you didn't say this literally because it's the correct thing and also because it's the podcast, but that's a gambit. It's yep. a risk. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> it's too perfect. You. Too perfect Thank for you, us Stevie. to remember. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Stevie, Stevie for pointing that out. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Come Words on. is hard, okay? <laughs> Thinking of the right word is difficult to do. Could have just been a kink, too. You never know. <laughs> With his hey, golds are freaky. All right. I could tell you had something funny to say because you got real excited. Let's sit on that one. You like sat up. <laughs> well, I got this one. <laughs> that's too good. I that's. <laughs> it's gonna take me a minute just to stop imagining. <laughs> Oh. Diomedes oh. Oh, pulling yeah. at Oedipus with Gaia. <laughs> this cross is a little freaky too. <laughs> no. <When> you... <laughs> what? Grand Oedipus? So what do we think about this? Is that what it would be? <laughs> Some bondage. <laughs> Grand Oedipus. <laughs> oh God. So overall, I'd love to give like just starter thoughts that way we can kind of kick this off in a direction of, of like how we felt on this book on the whole. We've had some of us have had some time to reflect on it. <laughs> some of us haven't had that much time. But how, how we how are we feeling about it a couple of months later? Take it to Ben. Wow. I mean, I still love it. I, w- I think I declared it my favorite book in the series. I stand by that. I declare this my favorite book. I will say <laughs> visiting it now. We're about a third of the way through, probably. Yeah. Ish. That's why I was just rereading um, that part. <clears throat> it's an interesting. St- <laughs> sure. So uh, it starts a little slower and it's kind of like a little all over the place. Just visiting, setting up the story, and then you immediately jump into this like part two, this big battle over Mars. And I think I've forgotten some of that. Like, how long? Because, well, yeah, when you're flying through it. Yeah. How long, like, Darrow's not in the story in part two uh, is kind of interesting right now. So I'm just thinking about it kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. But I'm also remembering all the things that are still yet to come. Just, like, incredibly excited. Mm-hmm. Especially for all of the time on the Archimedes and uh, Space Bros adventure. That was just probably my favorite part of the book last time so i'm really looking forward to revisiting that i uh liked it a lot i thought it was a good salve to my dark age burns (laughs) um i thought it it was it felt faster paced than dark age because it was less of like a slog i feel like people were moving getting shit done we're not like losing the whole time and i like winning so i like this book (laughs) also the book while sad of course ends i feel like on a hopeful note or like a open to hope note at least so yeah i really enjoyed it i flew through it i think it it brought me back after dark age dark age was tough for me it's totally fair. I get I get that for sure. And criticism. <coughs> Thomas had, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go I, ahead. 
no fire. I just remembered something to say, but I, I rereading this, I'm like, man, we really did not get enough Victra. Like, I would love to have more Victra, more Virginia, because after part two, you know, you barely hear from him again. So, but for the story, mm-hmm. I understand why we don't. But in terms of like who my favorites are, I'd like to know more about what's going on. And especially like just rereading that part today where she kills Ajax. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. to see that through Lysander's eyes, man, you're just like, dang, that's a kind of a missed opportunity. That'd be cool to read. Yeah. Also, where the fuck is Electra? Hatchet like face. In the book. For Very true. Is she? Seconds at all. I don't remember. Can't remember. I don't think she even shows up. Yeah. But I really like it. It's, I'm not hard to please, but also like, it didn't make me sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> so five stars. Sorry, Thomas. I won't interrupt you again. That's okay. I just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. so i will say that it is my favorite red rising book i'm rereading it for the first time since my initial read in july and it's so interesting the first time you read it if you're not poor pj who is at the mercy of cross and forced to dissect it every second he reads it (laughs) but when you're zooming through it and then when you're going through it at a more casual pace like the good and the bad both stick out much more, I think. And so like, that first quarter of the book is a little sloppy, I think. But then after that, it's unimpeachable. And I think it's just like such a lovely and triumphant book, even despite some of the grimmer subject matter and how heart-wrenching the ending is. I think overall, it's just like it's Pierce's best writing. It's so beautiful. And it's just really, it's just like a triumphant, fun, excellent work of fiction. And mm-hmm. it's also like I'm on a, like chapter 70 ish in the reread and I forgot how long it takes for Diomedes to open up to our, our homies, our friends. And then once yeah. he does, it's immediately fire. He is so funny, even unintentionally. And Daryl <laughs> being so exasperated with him is hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I, I really appreciate that as far as like a perspective goes, because uh, I think um it's easy for like old books to I, I want to talk about this a little bit as kind of its own point. So maybe I'll go last. I'll go last because this will kind of segue into my my like next question. But I, I love that. And I kind I kind of want to dissect that a little bit. So, PJ, how do you feel? I mean, I don't think I've had a, I don't think I've had it done long enough to really have any. When did you finish last week? Marinated thoughts on it. Uh, yeah. La- last week, I think we well, technically, you finished it like three weeks ago or two, two and a half weeks ago. At this point. Yeah, so you've got a little time. bit of time. I've got a little bit yeah. of time on it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm still very much looking forward to rereading it. I think it slots in just after Dark Age for me in the in sort of breakdown of of books, but not in any way that's like it's not any meaningfully worse or anything like that. Like it's. I still loved it. I still really, really enjoyed it. But for whatever reason, the way that Dark Age was written really resonated with me. Really loved that. I I know I'm going to pick up a ton more with the context 
uh, as I go back and reread this book. This one, more than any of them, I feel like, has a lot of hints, I guess, mm-hmm. that I know I'll pick up on <laughs> reading through it a second time. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, the book definitely lays out, I, I would argue, more questions than any of the other books do, too. And especially was an incredibly rewarding reread experience compared even to like Dark Age or Golden Sun or Morningstar. So I I really appreciated kind of the way that this story feels. And in part, that is because of Atlas. And, you know, just to just to gush for a second, part of the reason that I love this book so fucking much is because Atlas is the scariest villain that Pierce has written by so miles. And to finally get him in like full context is so good in this book. Just getting any context for him makes him every time you learn more about him, he gets more terrifying. Yeah, but I, then there's always like still so much more you feel like you don't know. About. Yeah, on the reread, we're like, <laughs> oh, he he had been wearing someone else's face, maybe like what? Mm-hmm. So scary. I would like to posit, and I think I just feel like based on how it went under when they were fighting him with the might of the Republic on their side, if. Atlas had been around. There's no fucking Sons of Ares. There's right. no rising. Like, they're cooked. Like, all due respect, Fitchner. Well, you I'm definitely sorry. had Darrow's number. Yeah. Constantly. Darrow just couldn't figure him out. Mm-hmm. No. That guy's a motherfucker. He's bad. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like it's possible that he's not actually dead yet? No. Let me, uh, let me tell you why dead. I'm passionate about this. I think he's dead. I do have who do the wear, smallest inkling, but who would wear Atlas's face and like mimic him in a believable way that would also duel Cassius to that degree? Well, they don't yeah, have the point. speed. They don't yeah. have the speed cloning thing that they have in Star Wars. Nobody could hang with Adrius is only like that. Yeah, except for Atlas. Fair, and he also had just led that strike force to get the bioweapon that was apparently extremely difficult so it's like they eat me no but somebody had to do that <laughs> and i don't think there's just a random duplicate out there that can pull off those two feats in a row also it's not actually unless Alice. we already have a clone it's ajax Weirdy. It's I, Ajax. I fucking thought that, <laughs> but their build because they described their build. He goes, he yeah, noticeably describes how different their build is. Yeah, but, yeah. but I thought once he started describing the build, I was like, wait a minute, because he does that with Helios and yeah Atlas, and Didn't then I was Ajax like, okay. Get beheaded. However, carvers do <laughs> exist. You know, a lot of people, the streets, which I don't agree with the streets on this one. Streets are saying. Vitra and Thratsa trying to take on Ajax, that's Cap. They definitely could take on Ajax. I don't get that at all. I think he's dead. They're two of the baddest motherfuckers out there themselves. However, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, this is unforeseeable if it turns out somehow Atlas is alive. I do think it would be lame. We already have a clone in here which is kind of a little dicey from my viewpoint. People responded badly. Another clone yeah. adult clone it's, it's a lot and you can't keep yeah. killing people and then them not dying yeah even if it's cassius and it doesn't make a sense for the story i just like alice's role i think had been like lysander is now that monster i feel like so yeah. by the end of this book so right. um 
And yeah, I would also like to address the Ajax, the Victor can't beat Ajax people. Like, what? Do, first of all, like, do we just not want Victor to be cool enough to take out Ajax? Like, what is the point of this? Argument? Or is it sexist? So yeah. I, I think... 1,000%? Like, because I brought this up on the show also, because it is exactly after Ajax gets remarked as better than Aja. Better closer than Aja. Not necessarily... And better soldier. Yeah. It's not necessarily a better... Swordsman. Fighter. Okay. Yeah. And... Victra has been training for eight months straight with the conviction of a mother that mm-hmm. lost her child. Like she has been mm-hmm. grinding hours per day. Like we saw her putting in the work. Like, can she not improve? Plus, plus Maybe she wasn't better she than has Ajax, Draxa but with her Warhammer. Now, you know, like Right. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, because it was and off it was screen. And they also surprised And surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because it was off screen, yeah. um, we don't even know how it went down. So, Well, they lay it out to, I mean, they lay it out pretty, I just read the chapter today, actually. They lay it out, like they got, they set up a whole trap and ambushed him and his 50 gold, him and his 50 gold. They pick him off. Took him yeah. out. Yeah. 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 And they had obsidians yeah. and, and so, I mean, like he was getting worked down. I, I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't get yeah, it. It was a couple of sages chopping the roots. Yeah. I just don't yeah. get why we don't want Victor to be fucking cool and badass and be the person <laughs> that killed Ajax, because that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why I know that she did it? Because it has been written. Because <laughs> yeah. she's hurt. That... <laughs> Truly, I and I, I, I don't want to harp on this too much, but that's one of the biggest things that I've had a gripe with in some social circles. Is it's like, well, I don't feel like that would happen, and it's like, well, it did. Like it, it did literally happen. did. Yeah, it, is it did happen because yeah. it is what's on the page, and there is no other argument. I'm sorry. I do. You know, I mean, there are like spaces for some interpretation sometimes, but not that. Boss seemed to be like the scariest motherfucker in the world. And then we actually got to see how that fight went down. Like if that had happened off screen, they'd be like, you know, <laughs> I can't say the P word. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch, Darrow, a few scenes ago fighting Apple could not have beat Bolsung Fa, you know, but then we mm-hmm. like saw how that all changed. So yeah, it has been written. Therefore it is so. Yeah. He has spoken. I, I do want to give the smallest bit of like acknowledgement to the people who are like, well, like Dar- or Ajax took Darrow's hand, you know, and like did injure Darrow. And I think that's why that like wheel spins a little bit. And they're just like, well, I want to see that duel or I want to see him duel dying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, unfortunately, reality doesn't work that way right. and in any context. Like you're never going to get the perfect setups all the time. And that's kind of what this is. It's the brutality of war. It's the same thing with Serafina, where she got blown to bits by the missile. Yeah. So much potential lost and squandered. This whole Mars battle, I was thinking about that, is an interesting, you know, how Pierce like talks about smashing his toys together. It's an interesting group of toys to smash together. Like Lysander mm. versus Mustang is not something that I never would have expected I would get. But it was super fun. Mm-hmm. And seeing... Ajax and Victra square off with Thraxas. Like, oh, I, I would have thought that, yeah, that would probably be Darrow. But, like, it's fun that this is what happened. And I felt, like, very cathartic that Victra got that moment. And I think she deserved it. Um, so, I don't know. It was 
it's always it's one of those things where you're just like I don't I go in expecting one thing or thinking I want one thing but then he gives me a totally other thing and it's like oh yeah that's actually that's all what I kind of wanted in the first place right uh, I love that and that's why we're reading especially we're reading what he writes not just writing right. our own book yes yes um, yeah. do we know if there were any hat deaths in this book I'm sure but I haven't any what deaths I don't think I don't think there were hat hat oh hat yeah, I have no idea. I think mostly he, because it's. I, I thought he addressed. He talked that. about this at the the thing at the event I went to in New York, and I don't. I think he <laughs> joked about it, but I think he his like canned standard joke is that he lost the hat. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. I don't think there are any. I think he's he did about say. Like I last... think he said there are none, but it's the worst death yeah. he's ever written. Yeah, I think he said the last hat death was just tongue. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, that was the last time I remember the hat being pulled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point with this much story, I feel like it'd be too devastating to rely on that sort of chaos and randomness, but who knows, maybe he'll bring it back out. Yeah, bust it out for the the big five outside of Darrow, of whom will die. (laughs) Just kidding. <laughs> Everybody got real somber and quiet for a minute there, I said no. shaking heads. And <laughs> I didn't finish the thought because I spiraled into Atlas, and then we spiraled into this, which is great. I love this book; it's wonderful. It is front to back, probably. Man, I'm so torn between whether or not it is my favorite book or not, and but it's in second place regardless. Like it is one or two. It is probably one. The more that I reread it, the more that I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of grows in estimation continually because there's so much there's so many lingering fun questions about like there are things that weave out and then weave back in and you know that's atlas by and large that's like we've we've talked a little bit there are lots of questions that i want to tackle that are kind of the reasons that this book is so interesting but yeah it is kind of two books in a way like this is kind of there is that like first half roughly that is like one story and then tempest and brothers is mm-hmm. another story mm-hmm. it all connects well in in a positive way but it does it does also feel like pierce is playing the hits a little bit yeah like he's given us he's given us what we wanted to some degree yeah. but yeah, also not like, like we were talking about with ajax <laughs> you spoke to this and thomas spoke to it too and i think that's thinking about it that's my biggest takeaway is this book was just fun it was it was a really fun book especially if you're a fan of the series get a lot of some wins and nostalgia hits, but they're not saccharin nostalgia. It's just like earned, mm-hmm. well done nostalgia for the series and the characters and good like growth and just like you watching these characters develop over time and then actually getting these great payoffs because you spent so much time with these characters. That to me was what I, what was so great about it. One of the things that we talked a little bit about on the show was specifically just a little bit. And I was like, we'll definitely talk about this more in the finale because there are so many of these moments. But the way that Pierce finally is able to like use and wield POV in this book in particular, I think, is one of the most powerful things. And one of the reasons that I like it so much. We see Darrow from like real other perspectives tangibly in front of people for the first time ever. 
Like we've never actually seen Darrow in person from another point of view and to be there and get to talk to Darrow from a different perspective that isn't over a hollow screen mm -hmm. is some of the coolest shit. Lyria interacting with Darrow, mm -hmm. Darrow is magnificent, but he finally plays with POV. And I think that also like retroactively points me to if you would have been able to have multi POV back in Morningstar, mm -hmm. we would have never had a problem with the Dragon's Den right. because we would have been fed in just enough information to question it and then been revealed and it would have been so cool. But instead, because we're, we were locked in, it's different. It just made me more confident about Pierce as a writer in the story mm -hmm. on the whole. <clears throat> yeah, I think we, we talked about it a little bit. The one exception to that statement is light resistance, and it was barely like a, mm -hmm. barely an interaction. So that is yeah. though that in Dark Age is still that's so fucking amazing. It's, it's just funny. like the absolute yeah <laughs> sheer hell Lysander goes through, and then we brush aside light resistance at the Downstorm God. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not like they had a conversation. That was kind no. of more my more my point it's like it's conversation with darrow not from darrow's head and you see him as this like mythological creature mm -hmm. which is very different he's also just a weary dude mm -hmm. all right so i we, we've talked a little bit about fear and i i wanted i wanted to kind of spend a good chunk of time talking about fear if you guys are okay with that because Atlas is a one of the most interesting characters. We've already tackled that, but he leaves so many nuggets of questions. We've talked a little bit about whether or not it was him in the end. I firmly am in the camp that it was. I, I don't think that realistically it wasn't, but he does leave enough question marks that you're like, well, <laughs> he might not be one of the big things. And all of this is kind of leading to the I'd me conversation. But one of the big things that makes me or at, makes me ask that question is that in order to get into Orpheus, he needs a raw, but he is a raw. Right. You know what I mean? He specifically says that he needs, I think Thalia is the name of the, the barely alive. I think Thalia is the young or one. Talia. Yeah. 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 But she's but no, the one that needs, comes along. Does, isn't it? Isn't she? Isn't it Vita or Vila that goes along? Uh, it's their it sister. Be. You might be right. I yeah. just read the yeah, yeah, section yeah. where it might be Vila. They recover the okay. uh, prepubescent. You're right. Thalia is and the one that dies. Lysander's yep. immediately like marriage pat. <laughs> yeah, right. Sketch right. Lysander sketch. Um, you're right. Maybe it is, it's like, it is with, the, like launching a nuclear bomb where you have to have like two people turn the key or something. Like two raws need to put their hands <laughs> up or something. I think I it's because know. he was a hostage. Could be. And so he wasn't privy to it. Like he discovered this thing in the archives. So I think it has to be a peerless Ra. So by the time he earned his star, he but wasn't why? a Ra anymore. I don't know. I'm just, the, I don't think he yeah, was. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my question. Is like, why? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not an ancestor of Atari. Oh, I, don't sell yourself short. Oh, thank you. I was talking like, about why does he die know then? Positive I, that's the idea that. He got a full blood transfusion with Helios's blood, so he didn't have raw blood anymore. But I don't know <laughs> if that idea has legs. Wouldn't your blood replace itself? It's probably like a, a sequence is you know added to the whatever yeah. raw. Yeah. Well, he says he needs her nervous system. Right? It's not unreasonable. Nervous. I system. think it's the raw, the the starred. Ra, no, he wanted Diomedes for it. Remember, and then he lost Diomedes. Mm -hmm. right. So then he gets Vila. So okay. I think it's because it's something that happens once you earn the star. 
and then probably there's mm. probably additional levels of hey, yeah. you got to clear so like i don't know if seraphina knew this information yeah so like he's not there to get the security clearance yeah first place yeah sure it is a good question yes yeah, you know, that that is the that is my only lingering reason as to why i think atlas might still be alive is because that wasn't the atlas that is a raw if that makes sense mm. and in some ways it would make sense for there to be multiple atlases out there as boogeymen to be able to pull well, all the stuff off. It does sound like they were doing some kind of impersonation of... Yeah, body him. double stuff. Yeah. Right. Around the world. I mean, so, around the universe. Solar system, anyway. I mean... I, I'd chalk it up to no more than 5%, but I doubt it. Because it's like having Lysander be just the proper villain with Atalantia in the final book just makes way more sense yeah. than having yeah, like Atlas out there. sure there's enough there, there. Yeah, right. TJ... You incepted me this idea now, though. What if they did clone Atlas when he was younger, and now it's like a twenty-year-old clone carved to look like forty-year-old Atlas? <laughs> because there and the, there is an Atlas in South America, pacifying South America, and then the real Atlas, or you know, one of the real Atlases. Because if he can take the memories using whatever he does with the spinal cord, or not the, like the, I don't know. I I don't think that's the case, but it is fun to be yeah. like. Pierce, it's, you opened it's a, up. Some, it's a conspiracy uh, corner. Yeah. Opened up a what would, Pandora's box here, brother. What would the role of this new Atlas be in Red God, though, or the second Atlas? Like, what we just like, yeah, we yeah. we're getting rid of bad to, guys. To we telling, had too many. Yeah, to telling Atalantia about Eidme and then like causing an internal strife about it. That would be, I think, the point. Yeah. If if it were to exist, it would be mostly as an informant, be it a clone or be it the real Atlas in a different body or what have you. Or to be, you know, maybe it's just like a random fucking dude of whom was impersonating Atlas on the other side that's still alive that like knew the plan could just be an informant. You know, there there are all kinds of different things, but I feel like it would be a fail safe to tell Atalantia about the eyed me. Yeah. That would be the purpose. And it doesn't need to be Atlas. Necessarily. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you need Atlas to do that. And also yeah. we are at the same time, if that's not the real Atlas, then we're kind of like hurting Cassius's memory mm-hmm. in the process because he's not the man who killed fear at that point. So I don't think that that is a thing either. Yeah. How dare you? I'd still like to keep bringing up the point that Cassius <laughs> didn't kill him. You're going to this. <laughs> PJ has been hard line. Well, he didn't actually kill him. Lysander did. <laughs> well, yeah, but Lysander, he didn't like, he didn't do all the work. <laughs> he just pulled the trigger. Um, but, but I feel like this is a good transition into the the next talking point of what's what's the motivation or what's the point of Atlas spilling the beans, as it were, to uh, Cassius about Eidme right at the end. I think it was purely to poison the well and try to make, make it out alive. Like, save himself? No, I think he knew he was going to die. I don't think I think so. He just wants to fuck with Lysander. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, yo, if I'm <laughs> dying, your bitch yeah. ass is dying too. Or you're going to yeah. have to kill Cassius. He's yeah. just, he's putting that choice in front of him. No but, like, that's exactly where I'm at with it, too. Yeah. It's just. And it also makes Lysander realize how fucked up he is, too. Yeah. Like, it makes Lysander realize his own evil. And in Ajax's mind, doesn't that also mean I made the little monster that I needed to to make society survive the way that it, like yeah. it, it is also like a, a 
galaxy brain play on Atlas's part because he's now made the right monster that would make that decision, which is what he's been trying to kind of get Lysander to do over the course of the story, even if he's a puppet. Right. You know? Yep. Like, yeah. I would There's like so to many layers. You, you did I call also, him Ajax back to for the a second. Previous- Kind of. I feel like if it was a raw stand-in, they wouldn't know what Eyed Me was because mm-hmm. it's so secretive. Only the real Atlas would know. Well, unless he was given the information by the real Atlas. But like that's like hush, 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 hush. Because you wouldn't yeah. want a fake Atlas to use that against you. Yeah, and yeah. be like, hey, but like Republic Bond knew about it, you know? Yeah, but Fa's like his most trusted guy. He was told about it. Yeah. Right, they're old buddies. <laughs> but wouldn't your clone be your most trusted guy? Not you know me, what I mean? me personally. No, <laughs> almost never trust a clone myself. No. Well, I think if if you are coming from Atlas with a clone that's alive at the same time as you, you have to like keep the control. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, fair. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we all think it was to poison the well, then not for. Not to get like get the information out because he's afraid of what Lysander might do with it, as opposed to his control. Or I was nah. kind of thinking in the moment, at least, and I haven't reread it yet. But I remember thinking, like he was about to die, and then he like says that it's like a hail mary to like mm-hmm. not die right then. Yeah, I just don't see him being like scared to die, and like I think he's you know accepted like he's not somebody that's gonna be like trying to fight for their life in that situation he'd be like okay you're gonna kill me like he he just knows that already so then he's like thinking six steps ahead already and that's where he's fighting for the mission yeah exactly yeah i mean think about his interaction with lysander with when he was with alexander and the knights and his acceptance of getting <laughs> beat the shit out of himself. Like, it, he's totally okay with, like, putting himself on the line for the cause, even if it is mortal, I think. Um, and I, I, this is just a step up from that situation. It's a, It's not the same situation, obviously, but I could see his headspace being in the same place. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost Atlas's death was both like very rewarding because I loved that Cassius did it basically. And Lysander also proved that he could pull the trigger, which is a good thing for Lysander, I guess, you know, from like a a change perspective. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I do want to talk about all the reasons that we hate Lysander or why people hate (laughs) Lysander, because I kind of want to get it out there because I think it's interesting because there are a lot of different reasons, right? But Atlas specifically is... I can't imagine Atalantia being as bad as Atlas is. I, I like... She's not the villain that he is. Apple isn't either. They're very different. Are but you saying Atalantia? Atalantia. All right. Atalantia? <laughs> not going to be me. Atalantia? I know it's, I know it's I Atalantia it's now that you say that. I just haven't, I've been reading it for so long. I listened to it the first time and read it, and then I switched entirely to book. You can't be a pr- um, uh, pronunciation person, are you? Oh, no, no. But no, I'm saying Aaron. I can't pronounce anything correctly, so not going to be me. I was just checking because the first time I thought he was saying something else. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, Atlanta just is not going to be the villain that it was. <laughs> yeah, how those lemon pepper wings? You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, Trey Young is a piece of shit, though. So fuck Trey Young. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Bring sports. Ahead. Sports. 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 Aaron, sports. sports. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cross. No, no, no. It's it's all good. You just don't think okay. she's like bad enough, or what? I think she's bad enough because she'll do anything. I think she's pretty bad. I mean, she's a freaking sicko. She's like the she's worst of the sicko. Grimace she's a clan. Go that just enjoys some really fucked up shit, like fucking she's her like, nephew. But how much of that was Atlas? Too. That's that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. Like, is how much of her actual success was Atlas, though? Oh, um, well, yeah. Like how successful? Yeah, that is. I, uh, yeah, yeah. She's she's fucked up. I think for schemes sure. wise, no, no debate there. She's definitely lost her offensive coordinator big time. But good, she's good got. <laughs> but she's got the manpower like nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's got numbers. Yeah, numbers and. And I think she is power. ruthless. I think she would kill a whole planet. Yes, and she's also or a whole color. Yeah, I think she would kill off all the reds. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her. You know. Yeah, I think she'd put all the cubes in. I'd mean, just throw it at the surface. Yeah, I think she would too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just needed at Mars. Like, all good. <laughs> goodbye, Mars. Yeah, and then just go back in a year and be like, "What up? What do we think is going to happen with that thing?" Ooh, that that is a good question. I want to hang on to that one because okay. I want that to be like our final our final send off grenade with <laughs> some thing, like red god stuff. After so but between Iron Gold and Dark Age, I was like, you know, I got all these theories. I know exactly what the fuck's going to happen. And then I read Dark Age and I was like, not even fucking close. So I just I don't I don't <laughs> speculate. You know, I'm going in. I have my one or two ideas, and then that's it. I'm going in blind. I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen in Red God. The better way to be. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get attached yeah, but I to got your questions. expectations or your guesses, right. yeah. mm-hmm. that's, I mean, manageable. But people I think they say. know how to write. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to affect and make your, your prediction or whatever reality, go write that book. Because it's probably a really interesting <laughs> book, actually. Because yeah. it, it likely is a good idea. There are a lot of good ideas. So, yeah. Also, ideas are cheap. Execution is what people get paid for. Mm. Well said. So... Pierce rewrote a lot of this book because of the overlap of like the pandemic and sort of bioweapon sort of felt like it was too, too soon. As far as I understand goo specifically, I forget what it's called in the beginning. That feels like the remnant of that part. You don't think it was eyed me. I don't like think that was really your emergence of eyed me. No, no, because everyone knows what it is. Like a random red knows what it is. And the, the green it doesn't goo? discriminate by color. Yeah. So when they find the asteroid, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that quick and is the on, sailors are all. Yeah. They oh. find the remnant. Eaten yeah. up. PJ, are you mm-hmm. asking if the previous draft was eyed me showing up earlier or if the green goo was showing yeah. up? The previous yeah. draft. I, I would... Oh, I think, I think the previous draft was the green goo. And okay. that was, it's just like a remnant that was left to some degree. Gotcha. I will okay. say it seems like it was Atlas and several POV chapters that were lost in that edition too. God yep. damn, I need an Atlas point of view. Like I need an Atlas I'm point of view. Like, a, like God bless several, a lot of growth. This book finally mm-hmm. not I didn't take or leave several for the most part. 
he finally became a character that I like actually cared about, not like meme cared about. Yes. You know what I mean? Meme this book, like he finally, like, yeah. well, kind of, you know, kind of like he was, he's like the, the like rally cry cheer dude. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And make piss like, shit jokes and then yeah. like be annoyed mostly after Red Rising and the beginning of Golden Sun. Yeah. I was like, I get it. He's a, kind of funny, but he's mostly like just crass. Now he's a character that I love more than I ever thought I would. I like liked him quite a bit. I even loved him sometimes, but like because he was the humor, he was the comedic relief. He mm. was a lever that yeah that Pierce could pull and pump out jokes and laughs and bits. Oh, he's and now bitter. he's like yeah. That's what happens when you are in your thirties. <laughs> well, I think he's hopeful now. Actually, I think he was bitter in Iron Gold and he was bitter in Dark Age. Yeah. But now he's hopeful as a character, and I think that's why I like him. Is it? It's the first time that yeah, I've bitter seen through the first change. Part of this book. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I just right. read the chapter where he stops being bitter and becomes Ares, and mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. so. It's so awesome. It's just like there's no other word for it. It's awesome. It's just really cool and great to see this character I grow mean, into his a legacy. This is a lot of courage to write him that way, the way he did. For the last mm-hmm. unlikable books, yeah, it's like in a lot of this book, and to just not be, yeah, not pander meme lord Severo that we all love, and actually put him on a journey and actually develop that character in a way that was meaningful. I thought was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I I adored Severo. You were saying the, those missing POV chapters, though. Yeah, give me give me whatever leftovers you have for Atlas, please. Yeah, I want to see inside that guy's head. In the most perverse way. I hate true crime podcasts. I hate like you as a concept. I want Atlas's POV though. <laughs> and, and I feel like that falls into the same category of like Hold self-effacing on. shit. Can we get TGR to do Atlas doing a podcast? <laughs> My God. <laughs> I would just die. the Fear Night podcast. That's that's money. Terrifying. How many polls did you oh, stick up us today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I just have so many questions about his POV that if Pierce were to ever put out a short story collection, I would imagine it would be bits like that, like an Atlas POV, like a Severo POV here and there that got cut and edit them to fit and work. And I would eat that shit up. I would also like, if he does that, a Fa POV. Because Fa mm-hmm. is so fucking genteel doing the horrible I shit love- he does that's like i can't imagine yeah. his inner monologue as he's eating a heart he's probably like oh like gagging <laughs> fucking liver again it's <laughs> a fucking tuesday for these oscamani assholes <laughs> what i wouldn't give to be reading ovid right now <laughs> or something be like, it's it's like will yeah. smith in independence day <laughs> yeah. could have been at a barbecue just freaking out <laughs> the whole time i i picture um, him as like this like old like Lawrence olivier type actor who's just like putting on the performance of a lifetime that nobody nobody appreciates you know he's like you fools he's like just thinking to himself about how good his acting is and how amazing this performance is but he's not getting any appreciation from anybody he gets appreciation from fear his best bud and seen him in forever you know i guess i they, bet they're they talking yeah through. Always, and his but. his other fake hard obsidians. Which yeah, the thing is, like, they are genuinely as bad as, like, badder than anyone else. But then also, they like Thessians plays and all that. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, also Roan, 
Yeah. Bad, <laughs> Which, bad motherfucker. Wow. Fucking love Ron. <laughs> He's so good during that last battle. Just like full scary, on yeah. Jason mode. I love yeah. when he stops. Also, it pops out. He's just like, let's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so many fucking knives. <laughs> I like so many I fucking mean, knives. <laughs> too many knives. You can just imagine him being all bloody and just. <laughs> yeah. And that's like before no, Lysander kills Cassius. So we're like, I was still kind of rooting for Rome, though. I was like, oh, yeah. they have cooked a little bit. <laughs> so I've got a little game that we get to play. Ooh. Oh, great. Who wore it best? Nice. War Crimes Edition. (laughs) (laughs) So we we, we have some notable main characters in this series that both have committed atrocities. (laughs) And some of them are beloved and some of them are uh, hated with all of our hearts. Mm. And I'd like to kind of dissect where that delineation comes. Like where, where that falls. Personality. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Are they hot? Do they fly around naked? Apollonius wins. <laughs> Your honor, my client was in Goblin mode. <laughs> um, I admit, I could have, I, I could have done a better job. I was like, is this like being fleshing this out a little bit more? But the the two <laughs> most notable fleshing, com- comparisons, flushing or fleshing, flushing. You said the same word twice. You said flushing or fleshing. Okay, <laughs> I heard flushing yeah. or fleshing. And I, I always like, thought it was flushing it out, and then at work today, someone said flushing, no, and I was like, that sounds dirty. Flushing. So they're they're two different things. Yeah. Flushing it out would be like pushing it out into the open and fleshing it out is creating more and like spreading out. It's it's like putting flesh on a skeleton. And, yeah. yeah. All right. These words are just literally what it is. Become sounds <laughs> to me. So let's did you move more what now? So did you drink okay. your Duncan Duncan coffee? I meant the flesh and flush are just starting to sound like sounds and not words. So I'm like, you guys are just saying the same word over and over. I can't. I'm just gonna chuck how's your, how's like your heart? How's your heart, full, Thomas? Full donkey mode. It's fine. Full donkey it's fine. mode. <laughs> Um, so Lysander and Darrow would be pretty notable as far as their, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm kicking it off there. Dockyards versus the prospect of using hide me. The prospect isn't, we don't know if you'll actually use it. I think it would be the dots of Ganymede versus the garter versus the garter. That's a good, that's a better comparison. That's a good point. Good move. Good move. I want to throw in a third here. All right. All right. Ash Lord and the burning of Rhea. Mm. Also true. Like, who out of those three are the worst? I'm going to go ahead and say Ash Lord. I mean, that oh, yeah, like you just threw in the worst 60 one. 60 million people or something like <laughs> that. Or is is who are best moon. a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> because <laughs> here's the thing who invented blowing up planets? The Ash Lord. The guy that he was named after. Who's going to call him that? Where's his war crime on it? He's named after it. Honestly, wouldn't you, though, if you were called the Ash Lord? (laughs) Jesus. Ash Lord. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Teen Slayer. 
I would, I'd be like, that's yeah. a sick name. I'd be like, I know I broke my vow. Fuck you. That's a cool name. Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the docs are hard because we like feel the struggle with Darrow while he's doing it. And then even more so in this book. And you said, but I feel sorry. like the ass Lord was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Pew, pew, pew. I'm awesome and didn't like feel bad. Right? Who knows? I don't think we got to talk to him about it. Until he became Ash himself. Yes, Thomas. Mm -hmm. I like how you raised your hand. I have a question. Are you, are we like appealing to you, our decision? Are we trying to persuade you? Can I I try to persuade you? I'm. Yeah, totally. Okay, here's like, what's happening. Uh, th- this, you, this whole, like, this isn't actually a game. This Your is, Honor? It is a game. I just <laughs> like to talk about it's how we have different people that commit war crimes, and some have been redeemed, and some have been kind of brushed under the rug, and some have been immortalized by them, and some have been vilified by them. And I think they're all fair. I think our, our exposure to them have shaped the way that we see these actions, and I, I'd just kind of like to dissect it a little bit. Your Honor, may I approach the bench? <laughs> of course. But now we're in court. Um, you will recall <laughs> in your previous ruling, you have said Lysander killed Fear because he's the one that ultimately pulled the trigger. But, I'm just, I, I'm making a semantic argument there. Okay. Well, to <laughs> make the similar semantic argument, Vitra then is responsible for the dots of Ganymede and therefore she Fair. wore it best because Vitra canonically is the hottest. That, That's true. That's yeah. a spicy take. I will, if I war will crime that. is to be worn, <laughs> the hottest would wear it best. Case okay. closed. I'm on Thomas's team. Case closed. I get to decide case closed. You don't get to <laughs> I do think you bring up a, a good point, though. That's why I think it's important that the docs of Ganymede was addressed by Pierce mm-hmm. and as part of Darrow's character, and we got to see that play out because that is always something that we've, it's been a lingering question for a really long time. So to me, he took responsibility for it. I like the way that he, he kind of had to. Well, I just like the way that he explained it. Like it was a shortcut and I wasn't thinking, and he didn't try to, you know, justify it, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. And I would say, I guess, the difference in why we like Darrow versus why we like Lysander, even though they both commit war crimes or have committed war crimes. Um, you know, Darrow obviously grew from that, took responsibility for it, was willing to pay the ultimate price for his deed. Lysander, none of that. He is basically super happy that he did it, and he's like, Check out all these fucking dope-ass trees they come with me, and I'm going to make so much fucking money on this. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I think all three of them, though, are committing crimes in the name of peace. Well, But it's like, whose peace? Is it Space Race's peace? Is it, like, actually for the greater good? Yeah, just to bring it up a little bit, because I, I feel like the Ash, Lord, Ash Lords to some degree outweighs the rest of them just in sheer body count. I want to just make sure that like we we don't leave the eventual death toll of the the destruction of the garter off the table, because like that's 
the real problem Stayed isn't up. the immediate like it's, yeah hundred thousand that died it's and the I'd rest of that i'd argue starving to death is worse than being blown up also in terms already, of like suffering yeah. like already fucked mm-hmm. up by the astamani slash rope <laughs> invasion like everything's disrupted from that immediately the only reprieve they have in that this belt of food to keep everybody like fed and the entire fucking system is destroyed. Like they're cooked. Also when Lysander did that, he had no honor with Diomedes and you know, Diomedes is dope. So what was yeah. his, I'm trying to think back because I haven't read the end of this book in a while, but you guys just did. So I'll ask you what you think your th- thoughts on it are like what was Lysander's emotional state launching the attack on the garter because I feel like the hard thing for him the emotional back and forth is in killing Cassius and that's similar to like Darrow's internal struggle with what to do with the sons in the rim um we get a fairly rehearsed response from him from Darrow's perspective in in that hollow beam in the theater. Like, yeah. So it, it, it's it's hard to say what his actual emotional state is we in don't that get moment a, because it, it's yeah. it's entirely it's just Darrow's viewpoint. Theatrical. But he's pretty cold to it with Cicero, right? Like one yeah. of the things that we focused on in that final episode is when Cicero is talking about the way that the growers spit on him, he's like, fuck that. Like Lysander doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And Cicero is still looking over his shoulder mm-hmm. back at them because he doesn't like, you know, the way. So I, I think that Lysander, to your point, Ben, has like moved past it in a way that like Darrow acknowledged that he was doing something <laughs> bad. And, and Lysander's that, like, this is a necessary evil. Yes. And that's, I think, the difference. Like, Darrow continued to carry that weight, carried that weight all this year and all these years, and, like, still questions that decision all the time. And I think Lysander, his difference is that, like, like well, that sucked. And it was similar with, like, Glorastes. Like, we just talked about this. Well, that sucked. Didn't want that to happen. I feel bad that my father figure died or like these people have to die. But ultimately my mission matters more. And my, my piece that I'm going to create is more important than any of this. And like my great piece and like, I don't know. So him like justifying himself as this like shepherd of the solar system that supersedes like any of the emotional turmoil that comes up. And then Darrow, struggles with that decision that he made all this time and like when Cassius says like I'll be that weight for you I think he's the only one millstone. that could yeah. yeah he'll be that millstone like that he's the only one that actually could be a weight on Lysander's conscience but also seems like that didn't even I don't know didn't affect him yet it might in the future but I think like that's the decision that's going to weigh on Lysander forever more than the garter more than the garter yeah i'm gonna be devil's advocate and say isn't it more fucked up that darrow killed his own than lysander lysander and ass lord are killing the i would say the rim you know like not their own in opposition to that darrow is killing people that 
have taken on a risk and have accepted that they are part of the Sons of Aries and that they are putting themselves in danger just being a part of it. Lysander is killing innocent people that are not involved. And you're talking about selling out the Sons of Aries. What about the Dockyards? Those are also innocent. I mean, those are enemy combatants. But Mm -hmm. uh, this full team, Darrow. Well, I'm just saying, if we're talking purely (laughs) war crimes, I'm saying. The, well, I mean, they were allies. <laughs> Temporary yeah. allies, but... That's true. So, yeah, I was I, being I, devil's advocate. No, I'm just... And I'm playing... Fuck right, Lysander. I, you know I what? Think, like, <laughs> at at some it. point, like, Darrow is killing people that have accepted that they're going to be... Like, they've taken on risk. And, like, there are, there's a difference between that person, I think, and a completely innocent life. That's... You know, yeah. I don't know if Octavia is getting enough blame here because Octavia obviously <laughs> ordered the bombing of Rhea. And then also who trusted, who entrusted a moon killer to a 22 year old in Roque Alfabii? Is that also Octavia? <laughs> a pitsy bitch named Roque was in charge of a moon killer? That's, that's, you know, wouldn't it be me personally? I would not. Let, was in charge of that. Let, me just, let me just take. Let me just take it away and acknowledge the number of people that have fucking died on this ship, for the record. The number of important characters that have died on the Lightbringer slash Morningstar is Most fucking crazy. Slash, yeah. What was it called before the Morningstar? Ooh. Um, it was called the Blood of... Uh, no, not Blood of Empire. <laughs> That's the horse. Uh, horse. No, no, no I know, I know, I know. That's right. horse, of course. Much, much smaller, much smaller steed. It was called the Colossus. The Colossus. Mm. Yes. The Colossus, yep. Yep. which... Mm-hmm. Only that, Ben could remember that. Not that, that great. But regardless, <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> kind of reiterate something that Crossan and I have been talking about quite a bit throughout this book. And that is the... Yeah, fuck you guys. Just kidding. The parallel between <laughs> Lysander and Darrow and the names of Morningstar and Lightbringer. And, and the devils within that... <laughs> mirror each other is morningstar also a name for the devil yep yes yep okay really yeah i knew lightbringer was i didn't know yeah mm-hmm. interesting who's devil yeah the christian devil lucifer. satan lucifer yeah um which is what's so interesting is that this is you said who's devil and and what's and from what perspective and I think that's what Pierce is kind of making as an argument between these titles, even, is that this is it is perspective driven. It is what what devil are you and a devil from any other perspective? Like Lysander is the hero of his story. And by and large, he will be the hero of society through the not crazy dissimilar means to what Darrow did. But Darrow's fighting for the right thing versus the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it's a lot to like grapple with mm-hmm. as a as a section of story. And there are a lot of other similarities between them. Like, right. Lysander relies on low colors a lot more than other golds would. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Drays are kind of like mid colors, but like, you know, and he does a lot of performative things of uplifting low colors. He mingles with reformers. He would um, I actually have a question I'm going to get to after this. But like, you know, he wants to reform how paints are used, things like that. And Darrow, obviously, you know, champion of the low colors. But then there's during the rain when Lysander's like, who's the bud now? Which Darrow has never done anything like mm. that. That's when I knew I was like, Lysander's not getting redeemed. No <laughs> fucking shot. 
Yeah, it's a, I had some super issues with that. I got called out for it, and I was like, well, I can't talk about it specifically with PJ right now, so I can't respond to your question. But <laughs> the rest of the book is very indicative of Lysander's perspective in that moment. Mm-hmm. He just gets so caught up in his ultimate piece in this book. It's just like, like blinds him to... He like becomes a glory hound. Yeah, any aspect of mm-hmm. anything else. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like... It just becomes, he, I, that's what I thought. It's like, his, it's just a journey of like Lysander compromising himself more and more. Like he just sees like, he has to get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and uglier to, to be the success that he wants to be. And he, like Atlas is basically teaching him that like the entire time. And I don't know. And then you get that perfect moment where like, Atlas basically like forces his hand into it and then Lysander tries to play it back and he ends up kind of fulfilling exactly what Atlas wanted him to do anyway. He just kind of does it on his own in his on his own terms. So I don't know. Atlas is evil Lorne. Yeah. Yeah. Nega Lorne. <laughs> Thomas, I'm curious on your question. Okay. So the pinks are sterile, right? What so. is the society's plan for pinks? Are they just going to go extinct? Like, or what, what is they, the republic's? Two, the republic's two. plan for pinks is my question. Oh, uh, sorry. What is the republic's plan for pinks? Because like they're sterile. They're Are they going to unsterile, unsterilize them? Give them carvings if they choose. If they wanted to, I guess they probably could. That like, seems what's, like what's going not on with the a pinks? high priority. Like, I, I can't. Like, not that it's not a high priority, but like that doesn't seem like an undertaking that they would want to put their carvers towards right now mm-hmm. with, with, with all their war efforts. Yeah, I would imagine it would just be like, if you can pay for it. Right. No, 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 no I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, but like, I just feel like this is something we've never thought of. We've never, you know, I just was realizing it the other day when Lysander, I was reading it and Lysander said, I think paint should be transitioned to the arts. And I was like, okay, but there's, they're sterilized. So like, are you gonna, is it like a, pseudo genocide of painters and let them die out in a generation like what's going i'm just you know good question they even want to proliferate right like you know it's it's a it's an interesting question i there was one moment that happened that pj and i have talked about a little bit on the show but there was one moment that happened that made me question and like made me fully go against everything that lysander thinks as like a leader of the new shepherd and made me firmly be in the camp that there, not that there isn't any possibility of redemption, because I think it's important in a story that there, there's a maintenance, like you can die and be redeemed. Like there, there are paths, but the moment in which Cassius reveals that he killed Strabo of whom is a new shepherd of whom was, he steals the armor, right? To infiltrate and make it into the, into the ship in the moment to, to have the conversation into Rogue's old room. And he steals that armor and like Lysander doesn't even flinch at the fact that it was stolen from Strabo while he was raping someone is so like insanely out of line for Lysander in my perspective. Mm-hmm. He didn't even, he doesn't even react to it. And I don't. I don't think he gives a shit. I think he's he's lost in the power sauce now. Yeah. He's completely gone. Would, it's all an act. It's all theater. And I think he's it's just trying theater, to find a way to cut strings. I think it's theater to him. He's convinced himself. 
Mm-hmm. Like he believes in his just yes, that's cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. deluded the whole that's time. That's my biggest issue with him. He's extremely just delusional about what's actually happening. <laughs> he's so caught up in his own speech about being a shepherd that he can't see anything else. And that's what led to all of this. The shepherds go led to all this in the first place, and why the society ultimately became this like ugly, nasty thing that it was. Like trying to go back to the beginning, but it's just all the roots are always there. Good point. Roots again. The new shepherd (laughs) thing is also it's another difference between Darrow and Lysander within a similarity between them where in Golden Sun we have all these second and third sons and daughters flocking to Darrow before the Reaper's reign of Mars and here we have the new men as Lysander I think calls them or mm. new golds or whatever flocking to him before he attacks Phobos because he's like the rising power now and Darrow mm. is like basically just like they fucking rock with me because I'm cool and they're excited to take this for me and Lysander's like, I'm going to spend them. Mm-hmm. So even when Darrow, you know, is infiltrating gold with the purpose of destructing them or destroying it, he's not like, can't wait to fucking get these guys killed. And Lysander's like, <laughs> I'm going to get all these fucking people killed because they're useless. <laughs> and he's like, you know, gold's the fucking shit. I I do want to give Lysander a little bit of little barest moment of credit there because he is realizing that that is the reality of what is going to happen like he's like i have to spend lives to like make whatever happen and yeah, virginia comparatively kinda, he sucks Virginia's doing the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. a math mm-hmm. warrior the yeah. war reality but lysander sucks so. <laughs> yeah that's right, my he's, there's like a different yeah. tone to it is like oh entirely yeah, yeah. There's, so, yeah. Like, there's not the guilt i mean it's the same we I saw think there are different from, points in their journeys too though we saw this from lysander when he first chose to save seraphina instead of the low colors first mm-hmm. you know like he was right there and then like oh wait a gold you guys stay in your net struggling i think listen in his defense 10 years on the adi she was seraphina is a baddie <laughs> She was a piece, you know what I'm saying? Like she was a way too young piece, but she looks like a piece apparently. Age. No, 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 mathematically not. <laughs> How old is Serafina's older than him? Isn't she Serafina? No, no, she's no, a no. few years younger. She was like yeah. 15. No, she's yeah. Serafina's not 16. 15. Oh yeah, is that like yeah, when yeah, they yeah. met? Yeah, that's like actually how old she is. But like, like we forgot like, with the math. I think the, the math gets kind of like because she's like twenty in the story. Scrubbed, right? it, it gets scrubbed a little bit by Pierce in that's, later books. That's what but, I'm saying. But like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. seventeen when we meet her on the Vindabona. God, like retcon. And older. Pierce thought that she was nineteen. Okay. And that's the way that he paints her in Dark Age. And yeah. Lysander's like twenty two. Uh, yeah, twenty one. Okay. Yeah. But okay. sexually, so, he's like anyway. still ten. So. They're supposed to be like the same, <laughs> roughly until the same he has age. sex with his aunt, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, they are supposed to be, yeah, yes, um, vaguely. Retconning aside, I will say, <laughs> or give me credit for the retcon. Actually, I want the credit it, for the it's, retcon. It's it's the only case. it's it's the like only serious retcon that I can think of that's happened is that one that I remember off the top of my head. I will say credit to Lysander. Rarely is it due, but in 
Lightbringer, he does beat the thinking with his dead allegations. I was heavy lobbying, <laughs> leveling them at him. I was like, this dude's always There's thinking palace. with his dead. There's Horatia. There's a little bit of it, but it's not as much as the yeah. Iron Golden Dark Age. Oh, no, no, no. I just meant like he's there. There it are temptations there abound comparatively, but. Yeah. No sex uh, scenes in this book, right? No. Just Dark Age. Dark Age gets cursed with the sex scene. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one we wanted. <laughs> the one we got. That's the one we deserved, Aaron. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff in Dark I Age that I didn't that. feel like I deserved. A truly dark, a truly dark age. <laughs> I feel so like who, another retcon is the, him not enjoying it. What was the consensus? <laughs> who won the competition? What competition? Oh Between yeah, who were best? Who, who were yeah. best? Well, I mean, we'll give it to Darrow. I think for the redemption factor, <laughs> or Ashlord for the. Being dead now factor. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal with the consequences. And again, similar to Victra, he was he just pulled the trigger, you know? It was really Octavia's fault. PJ's word is final. Yep. PJ's word is Gavel. final. We're on Darrow's side. All right. Pro Darrow. <laughs> I still don't Darrow know if winning is good off. or bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which side? It was less What's egregious, I think. More uh, forgivable. Yeah, it, it it adorns his record in the most uh, attractive way. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, the Victor argument won me over. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I hadn't considered that. And now, yeah. you know, that's an important one to keep in mind. It Listen, is all, you know, that's the difference between debate club and mock trial. Are you fucking coming for me? Is that what you're doing? No, I was just saying there's a difference. That's <laughs> oh. all. All right. There's different goals. Yeah. No, no, no. All good. It's not a slate. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was not a big club kid. I was a, effectively speech, a mock trial kid versus mock yeah. trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, get it. Can I? Can I drop a take for you guys? Always. I'm always ready for a take. I I realized while li- re-listening to this book and to while listening to Howler Pod, and that is that Apollonius is essentially. Jovial Bane, specifically Bane <laughs> from the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> but and if, if I may, you know, I've prepared a reading point. for you as Apollonius Bane. <clears throat> Excited. Did you just get out a teacup. You think you did? I did. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I might have to do a couple takes, but I'm going to try <laughs> one take. Darrow. Darrow. No more words. They are fickle objects. Misspoken. Misheard. Mishappen. <laughs> so let us continue our conversation in a truer tongue. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to try another one. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> 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 totally but you can do it again. Darrow. Darrow. No more words. They are fickle objects. Misspoken. <clears throat> misspoken. Misheard. Mishappen. So let us continue our conversation in a truer tongue. <laughs> you Good. doing that, A, so incredible. Great <laughs> also work. Also fun to watch. Incredible to watch. <laughs> no debate. Agree. But also, is Apollonius not also Yoda in that moment? 
Shaw do not. <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> kind of some of, some of that cadence of the writing in particular spoke to both Bane and to Yoda at the same time. And now I'm like, is there a difference between Frank Oz and Tom Hardy? I don't know if there is. <laughs> Isn't though? <clears throat> oh man, now my voice is all messed up. But now also, like the rest of the show, Darrow going to Apollonius just to the shit rot is also very when Batman fights Bane and gets his back broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kavix is the one who gets his back broken. Truly thought Kavix was going to die in that moment. I, I was. Thank God he didn't, honestly. Too many yeah. Telemannuses have gone. Yeah. When, um, does anybody else feel like Fa and Apollonius would be really, really good friends? Mm. Here's the thing, right? Pats, original Pats and Ragnar are supposed to be the Bash brothers. Imagine Apple and Fa. They do seem like they would have a lot of similar interests. Just watching the theater together. Going to, like someone just fucking crushes, like Apple's just crushing the violin. You <laughs> know, know Fa would I be don't know locked if in. Apple, Apple might be a little too space racist to like That's true. buddy up mm. with an obsidian. Obsidian. He's sure. also too crass for Fa, I feel like. Yeah. Like Fa would be like Apple's gauche. Hmm. Ooh. Apple would take such offense to that, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good, yeah. I, like I think you put them both in light with the self-destructing in their head, and they're in opposite cells that are impenetrable, and they're just like cellmates forced to become friends. I think that would work. Like Volga and and, and Lyria, yeah. yes, yeah, okay. So we we had a couple of questions come in from the Discord of uh, of people that were asking um, from our Patreon and whatnot. Uh, one of them that I, I really appreciated that feeds into the Lyria thing, um, which we had speculated a little bit about. I'm curious if you guys have any opinions or thoughts here. But the question is, who, if anyone, might have another figment in their head? Because we know there are nine of them out there. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that could? Do you think it'll pop crop up again in some way in the story? Is the question could as in like, they do have it or could like in the future could as in do have it at present like we we're yeah. aware of the character and they do have it in their head we know others exist dust walkers? we just don't know who has them <laughs> the only person I would have believed would have been like <laughs> uh, I don't think I think uh, we, t- we talked but about this they week. like become inspector gadget yeah. you know yeah. like no one's no one's shown that. The weird reason I said dust walkers is because they move like inhumanly fast and stuff. Mm. Um, but I think that's just Lyria's perspective. Yeah. Like, this is her first time seeing a gold tear it up. Yeah. But heavy metal fail. We talked about this a little bit. I don't know. It, it is a good question. I do think it's the end of the psych storyline. Psyche? Kind of sad. Yeah. Psych or I don't know. Like psych or or psyche, it's actually the correct either way. But but. Um, oh, that's why I said it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. To me, I think it's over. I and I kind of sadly because I wanted. I thought there was a lot there, but also I liked the. I also didn't have an issue with the ending. So I'm kind of weird in that way, and like I both enjoyed the way it played out and was happy with that and satisfied. But also at the same time, I was like, that was fun. I had a lot of ideas around it. And I, I definitely would have liked to s- see what would have played out if he wanted to take the story that way. 
but I think we're done with it. That would be my call if I had to make a call. Who could have Totally it. fair. I don't think there's yeah. anybody. I'm saying I think it's done. It's we had posited Kyber. It was Ooh, kind of the one that we had yeah. thrown out there. Yeah. Because Kyber doesn't fit the mold in a lot of ways and feels in a similar vein, like eerie to figment the brown originally. Yeah. And doing some kind of like sneaky shit, color swapping type stuff a little bit. Yeah. Which, which is how I we met. Yeah. Figment the original was doing, figment. Yeah. I was doing stuff like that. So that could be a good call. I like that. You stand corrected. Just kidding. I forgot about Kyber. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I, well, that's the point. I honestly, yeah, don't think there's, it's going to come back, but if I, I like that idea for sure. If it was Kyber, wouldn't they have known better where tracking fear, you know, they lost fear? Well, fear's built different, is what you got to understand. <laughs> fear is built different. The other one that we had had crop up as a conversation point around this was and, and this was within the episode and outside of it I've read a couple of things and I, I'm of mixed opinion on it so I'm curious but is there a chance that you think that Mateo would have kept the oracle the psyche in her head and she still has it why are you pointing at me because you're like all but she hasn't been threatened enough like to have it activate I didn't say shit like that that was someone that wrote in you were you were all but, over that. I like the idea. You were saying that on our podcast when we ended the uh, when we first read the book. Every podcast has to have a person that remembers everything <laughs> that the other person says, and the person oh, that forgets everything that they say. <laughs> and Ben and I are cursed with remembering. Watch Thomas Thor's cat. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a baby. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll have to remember with Erin, her opinions are like water and a river. They just flow by, be different. Never fight a river and never fight Aja. Now, a year from now, <laughs> it's not like she has a conviction. She will just, sometimes she will stick with it but with like stuff like this she'll be like one day it's this one day it's this <laughs> i just don't think you're right <laughs> and it's usually if i take a side she's going to say the opposite <laughs> i just think you're wrong pj is not that different <laughs> no but then 10 minutes into being like but that, consider like... all this information then he's like no you're right <laughs> and they'll be like fuck Me i want you to stand by your conviction a together bit. where we just Talk about how you feel, and then it changes every five seconds. <laughs> I, you brought up convictions, and I, I very much feel that I will have a strong conviction about something, and then Crossland, Crossland will tell me that I took the exact opposite stance the week before with <laughs> equal <laughs> conviction and no and zero recollection, <laughs> zero recollection. <laughs> And that's why we're the happy, PJ. <laughs> and these two sods are miserable. Oh, man. Um, but that's no, I, I don't think... I think it's gone, unfortunately, but I've accepted it. This, I think fortunately, to be honest. Like, I, I am actually well, yeah, you happy don't that want, it's gone. You don't want, like, a all-powerful being, because then that kind of takes away the story you know like if you're just like the avengers and you can never be killed and you're good at you know 
you kill all the bad guys, but they never can hit you. It's kind of makes yeah, for a boring there, there's, story. There's another side there too, where um, like we, we talk a lot about like juxtaposing Lysander versus Darrow, right. And like their journeys. But I think another one that a lot of people like forget in, in maybe the metaphorical concept is Lyria versus Darrow because they're both reds. They both start from that standpoint. And so their stories as they compare against each other is one of embracing power to break the chains. And another is, accepting your capabilities and proving that you can do something despite you know your your hindrances and so i i think that like continuing down the path of the oracle is for not for lyria because i think it undermines the first two books worth of story for her i agree it's it, a cool thing to lose but yeah i love the development for i specifically like I like your comparison of Lyria and Darrow together, but I specifically like comparing Lyria's choices in this book to Lysander's choices in this book, how they're Ooh. given similar choices. And I feel like Lyria stays true to herself throughout and Lysander compromises himself throughout. That's a great point. Yeah. Self-deluded. Thomas, did you have any thoughts at empty? Not quite yet. Join us, Thomas. Empty your I think that (laughs) I want to butcher an expression that I learned from the fucking Percy Jackson subreddit here and talk about the Doylean, I think, versus Watsonian explanation of things here. So Watson is the narrator of the Sherlock Holmes books. You know, he's writing them in universe. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is obviously the author. Now, from a Watsonian standpoint, I think Matteo very much is capable of putting something in Lyria's head against her will. Maybe not as much as, say, Twitsilver would be. Maybe Twitsilver had it done without Matteo knowing. Maybe, like, shenanigans very well could have transpired at their little shop of horrors. However, I don't think it's satisfying narratively if, after Lyria makes that very powerful choice, then to have the figment still in her. Mm-hmm. especially against her will after she made the personal choice and it would be like very convenient in the top out to give her those godlike powers again and so i think just from a storytelling and writing standpoint i don't think it's gonna if it you know we might see more figments i don't think lyria is going to be one i i don't think we'll see any maybe we'll realize some of the past some weird things will happen or like they'll uncover evidence of them or maybe some of like the vats have figments in them or something Mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be. I would also so, add to that, like the way that Theo's character comes away touched and kind of basically has a change of heart about what he was going to do in that situation mm-hmm. uh, because of the choice that she made, I think is an, also an indication that he didn't leave anything in her head. I also think- I'm going to make the, the, the opposite argument for the exact same reasons. And it's something <laughs> that we also brought up on the show. But is it opposite of what you said last week? (laughs) No, PJ has been stolid in this opinion. This is one that he has agreed with through and through. Um, Mateo didn't have to do anything. Like, uh, like he didn't have to put anything in her brain. He just had to pretend to take something out of it. And he had, yeah, it was broken. But 
taking mm-hmm. the pulse on what she thought and sort of the idea of whoever's seeking power doesn't deserve it and understanding like this person has the right head on their shoulders to actually wield this power properly. It, it's kind of bullshit to like force it upon them, but I could see the argument being made that he needed to make sure that the person that had figment was worthy of having figment and not wanting it is part of the requirement. It's like Uncle Ben, but he's the spider, right? <laughs> and he chooses whether or not to bite Spider-Man. You know, it's the worst analogy I've ever given. <laughs> I still, PJ, I would say that that argument was very well thought out, very well argued. I don't, I still don't know if Mateo's the one for it. Because, That's you know, a lot of his story is reclaiming personal agency and mm-hmm. agency in general as a pink and a, who's his whole life has been a possession. Mm-hmm. And I even like he flexes that a little bit with arguably, you know, one of the top most powerful people in the world is his husband who could have complete control over him in theory, you know, living at his mercy. We, we've seen Quick is not one to not hold a grudge or to not be spiteful. And still, Mateo kind of flexes his personal power when he can by going against Twitch wishes in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Very good argument. Who thinks Red God is Lyria when she gets activated? Uh, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> All of Reddit. Yeah. No. Pre pre like Lightbringer, I could have been swayed to believe that, and I would have nodded my head along. But that's obviously not the intent. Mm-hmm. A better title would be Red Martyr than Red God. But I also feel just to make a meta argument for the idea that Lyria still has Figment. I feel like it would be more difficult to maintain her as a perspective at this point i think there there could be some very very cool things that could be shown but i think it would be easier to have her as a perspective if she has these unique powers through figment but doesn't it make her more interesting if she doesn't like that's no. that's really the thing i think, no, it, it, makes it, does. it makes her mundane which which, which can is make what's for interesting. very cool argu- like very cool philosophical points, but I, it doesn't make the perspective more interesting. But if everyone else is super, like like Aaron was saying earlier, if everyone else is the Avengers, it's kind of neat to see something from a city perspective. Yeah, like but if you're looking at a superhero story, you don't want to see it through the eyes of the guy that in the I corner entirely, store. PJ, well, one like of the, the things boys, that you don't know about me. The boys. <laughs> I haven't been. It's but about like the normal. Well, I've I've seen the first season. You have to first season. So, um, no, third season's where it's third season. Third season third is when great. it becomes incredible. I don't know about anyone else's takes on comics in general. I I have a sordid history of loving comics for most of my life. My favorite comic book series, which is the only one that I still own, I, I own two actually, The Watchmen, but that doesn't count. Um, this is a graphic novel, whatever. Is the Marvels? The Marvels is the comic book series that is from the perspective of a street-bound photographer. It is the best because it is the human response to what what is going on in all of these situations when all of these big events happen. And it is so real and grounded. And that's also what I get from Lyria is is the same kind of thing. Is it philosophical? 
sure, but like that's how it would be if we were there. I'm not a superhero and I wouldn't expect to be. I mean, we might believe ourselves as much more capable, but like I this is also the argument for why I loved Ephraim in the story so much when he was there and why like we in the original Red Rising trilogy argued for having a ground level perspective and then we get it in Iron Gold and we get it throughout. So I feel like that'd be like ripping away some of that thing that we really wanted just for the sake of having her be a power player. And I think it's cool that she is continuing to be a power player without it. I think that makes her more interesting. And I want to see how she's going to continue to have a major effect on the story without it. Like that to me, that's just a more interesting journey to me. Her being like figment too. Okay. She also, I mean, all the stuff she does in the, Red Hand Camp is amazing and very cool. Mm-hmm. But she also escapes from the syndicate without the figment. You know what I mean? Like, And no prior experience doing any cool action hero shit. Like her first time out, she escapes oh, from Obsidian camp. Death Squads and... She's scrappy. Uh, you know. Yeah. So like, she does cool shit. And I think it's cooler that she's a normal person who was trained and gotten all these random skills that can now do all this cool shit. I do understand the opposite perspective, but I, I can't help but feel particularly poked with the like low to the ground thing with superhero stories because that is it is the only comic book that I still own. It is the best. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. All first editions from the from the 80s, late 80s. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and their slipcovers because they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I love them. I love I, I want to back up here just a <clears throat> moment, Thomas. The doiliest person of Watsonian argument is a great one. I think that's especially pertinent whenever you're making any argument about POV versus author, which we talk a lot about on this. It's what we're talking about right now with Lyria as well. and Kind of like digging into the, the beats here with that in mind. This is more of an interpretive question. Again, from one of our patrons, Zypris, here asking, will Quicksilver's plan of a hard reboot of humanity work or will it inevitably make the same mistakes over and over again because of human nature? This is more of like a just a general philosophical question because this is not one that will be answered, I think, in the next series at all, because that's kind of the point of shooting yourself off into space so that you're never found. But curious as to your thoughts on that part uh, and sort of Quicksilver's end there. I think I'd take issue with the term hard reboot um, because I feel like that uh, implies that you'd erase the memory of everything that's happened before. And I think the idea is to more of a soft reboot to, to restart with that context and trying to avoid the pitfalls of the society that was built and failed. So I I think it's not inevitable that they'll make the same problem or make the same mistakes simply because they have the context of what went wrong in the first place. I think Quicksilver will keep some robot nannies in place. So they'll be the children of the corn will be well behaved until they (laughs) learn enough to take over the robots. Um... Here's my thing. I don't think it's going to work because there are how many children? Not enough is the answer. Not enough. <laughs> um, you they know, could probably we need, grow we need more. Like, from what I think he's like growing. Kind of resources they have. Yeah. They're growing. We them. need like eighty at least. <laughs> we got to get some biodiversity going with these <laughs> Homo sapiens. 
But also, it's it's to to use TikTok parlance for a second. It's Absolutely giving Battlestar not. Galactica. <laughs> okay, like you know how they discover Earth at the end. Yep. Spoiler alert! Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> you threw you threw the okay. What you just did is you spoiled the end of a series that was published originally in the seventies, adapted into a TV show in the like sorry sixties. TV show, no, in the 70s, and then again as a TV show in 08. And you threw all of that under the bus with a spoiler alert after the spoiler. <laughs> yes, I did. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure. Listen, if you haven't watched Battlestar, that's not on me. Yeah, I haven't watched Battlestar. Like Kara Thrace, is, or what's her name is in it? Tara Thrace looking like a snap. Like, Darby, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do say, so say we all, so much that, you know, it should be acknowledged that that's from BSG. But did you have an answer about Quicksilver? The children yeah. of the corn are they gonna are they doomed to repeat our mistakes? You know, I don't like our uh, mistakes. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure what that whole thing. Is be. Be <laughs> it was. It did feel like it was out of a different book. With Thomas, like it felt just hmm. a little. Not what I expected, I guess, but I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, like, I didn't want Quicksilver to be our savior. I didn't want robot wars to happen. So I'm fine with like him exiting the story as is. I don't think that he's necessarily the best like person to be God. You know, like, yeah. So I do worry for the children of the space corn for sure. <laughs> I, I will say to your point of it feeling kind of separate or the point of it feeling separate this is it's definitely the like headiest section of science fiction that Pierce has written mm-hmm. and it is and I mean like the entire thing with Quicksilver and his backstory with his original husband and children like all that is absolutely fucking brutal if not I don't know. I said it. I said it in the podcast, and I think I still stand by this. But I actually felt more of a revulsion to that than I did to Ulysses in the moment, and I think I still stand by that. That that freaks me out more for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I thought that yeah, was a or for good similar different reasons. Formative thing about who Quicksilver was and helps us understand him more as a character. That's specific. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we got that story out of the entire situation then to me it's worth it. But yeah, the whole asteroid test tube children of the corn situation, that just felt like there wasn't enough there and it was kind of like, this is happening and we're leaving. <laughs> and so yeah. This is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I don't know if that just like didn't get fully fleshed out and 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 i'm or okay i'm okay out. with it we're flushed out yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with the way it went down and i and i honestly i don't need there like i'm not mm-hmm. yearning for more quick story so like that's what i don't get is like people argue for a lot of this stuff i'm like is that really what you want to like focus your time on you. <laughs> I'd rather well, you yeah. do. There's so many other. Do you really, so many other writers to read? You know, you really want a bunch of robots to save the day, not me. Yeah, not me <laughs> personally. 
<laughs> no. It's just like I would rather have our characters that we know and love like do something cool. Ah, uh, yes, we made <laughs> colorless slaves. How interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I have a hot take about the Quicksilver situation I don't want to address. I just want to say it and then I have a conspiracy theory to drop. I think that I love it. Quicksilver's response was appropriate and the punishment was just. Now here's the conspiracy. I would generally agree. <laughs> Okay, here's the conspiracy. We know that Pierce Brown wants to write a fantasy novel after Red Rising fantasy series. We know he's been cooking it. It's like his deep story, right? Now we have humans fucking off to a non-Earth place. Is this the starting point? And there's like <laughs> wow. magic and all this stuff. Like the wherever they end up, these new humans, that is Pierce Brown's fantasy world. And like the, there's going to be a plot twist, and you're going to be like, "Holy shit!" The magic and all that is actually robots. <laughs> I swear to God, if it's actually robots, I'm going to be so mad. That's, That's how like I feel. You never want to hear it's actually shit as is. That's like the yeah. cop out. Like it was all a dream. Yeah, I will say yeah. I did read a when magic becomes science, an excellent uh, fantasy series where it turns out all the magic and stuff was technology, and it it was it was like a really cool twist. There's a part where they're about to duel and the guy's describing his sword, what you think is a sword as like, you know, all this stuff. It's like the power of a horse and it's neat. It's so powerful. It's named after a horse. And it turns out it's a fucking gun and he shoots a guy. <laughs> and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's incredible. <laughs> that's that amazing. Great, actually, it was really, it was <laughs> like, it taught me so off guard and it, it worked so well. <laughs> He was like, it's called a Colt 45. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Is this the Dark Tower? Because that's what it sounds like. But it's not. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, I think I can get down. That That's a great conspiracy thing to throw out. I'm definitely down with, with what Quick did. I think Darrow's right in granting mercy. And that's his like first step on, on acknowledging, you know, everything on his journey some degree so i i really like the stop off again it does kind of it is a part of that like two books sort of thing that we've been talking about on and off this does feel like another one of those kind of stops uh but i have no problem with this book feeling like two books versus morningstar feels like it should have been two books because there's things missing Mm -hmm. like this feels like a complete even if it's combined Mm -hmm. set of stories this also this particular like quicksilver stop and scene felt very movie like to me like this was just like the power up you know like yeah go meet the old mentor get some new armor some new stuff and then go on to the yeah like uh, i can't go with you but here's all my old shit yeah (laughs) but not my robots collect lyria yeah exactly accidentally yeah gandalf quicksilver is gandalf in a way yeah yeah He's not going to show up like Gandalf the White. This is like He's Gandalf the. No I'm fucking pause. retiring. Yeah. What and if the what if that happens? What if eagles. the fucking meteor comes out of nowhere? <laughs> Everything seems lost. And, a meteor fucking yeah. lands on the fields of Mars, and he's like, I tricks <laughs> over the white. <laughs> just, you know, I'd take it. You know, Immigrant <laughs> Song starts be, playing <laughs> Army of Robots. Yeah. I think you go, you've got to go from Quicksilver the Reddit the Silver to Quicksilver the Platinum. <laughs> I yeah. Think. Quicksilver go the Platinum. Tall. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, I mean, if that happened, I wouldn't imagine it would hit Mars. It would hit like the moon or something. <laughs> like it would, it would hit something else, but it would be important for whatever reason. About to drop the end me, and then just boom, <laughs> fucking meteor. They eat me. They eat me. Yeah, they eat me. <laughs> let's let's circle to the eat me because I think that makes sense. Rounding kind of the corner on some of the book stuff. We'll we'll go there. Cassius, and then some Red God stuff that are directly related to the future with eyed me with eat me <laughs> sorry it's hard I, to I'm think very of curious. Me after you start saying eat me <laughs> it's i think it's good that pierce put in that as like a thing so that people can grab onto it and understand actually i i think that that's great but also it is impossible to forget like now it's just eat me yeah like it's that's just what it is but i i'm curious as to your guys's thoughts on it as like as it pertains to, like, would fear have used it to begin with, or was it just, like, another nuclear proliferation kind of style threat? Will, and to what degree will Lysander use it, if he uses it at all, and where, first and foremost? There are just so many questions surrounding that as we we think about the future, and I'd mean self. Is it even real? Like, th- there's this other, like, question of, like, is it not... Like just a false flag thing that Selenius came up with, Akari stole, and then got to be like a quiet peace between them with no one testing it because no one would dare. Mm. You know, there there's so many questions. Curious though, where do you stand on I me? Was there? Can I also ask? There mm-hmm. doesn't Lysander say something at the end about like there's some which specific, color to use first, red or gold? That yeah. And was there yeah. like some trick to using it that he thinks that Atlas didn't know, or am I? I don't remember that. I'll okay. look it up while while you're thinking about it. So, I mean, this being introduced to the story, that would terrify me as a writer. I'm mean, like, I'm sure that Pierce has a good plan for it, but like, it seems like such a hard thing like to figure out whether you would deploy this or not. Like, even just as the writer, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I think it does have to get used if it gets introduced. I think it can be used as a threat maybe when Atalantia like corners Lysander and he has to choose whether or not he's going to use it on golds. His like chosen most yeah. important color. Do we think it's going to, I could see it maybe getting to the point where it's going to get deployed and it kind of like has a backfire situation and gets deployed on basically the society remnants and it ends yeah, what up, if it just kills the user yeah and it maybe just <laughs> That'd be nice. that ultimately actually wins the war for the republic um but maybe like mustang dies or something as a result hey i don't know i just feel like i'm trying to also think of a bittersweet i think we're gonna get mm-hmm. something where we're satisfied and it's ultimately happy, but there's going to be a price. So, I mean, what is that right. price? I, uh, Thomas, I think you Bill comes to add something to. So, I think that you know, it's like you were saying, Ben. It's kind of a hard needle to thread introducing it so late. But I think just to make like a lazy comparison and oversimplify things. Lysander is kind of like the jackal in this series where he's the personal villain and there's Atlantia's sort of the Octavia stand-in where she's like the head mm. of the society mm-hmm. and kind of like you have to take her down to take down the society, but Lysander is the more 
personal and like the real threat here. Mm-hmm. And so in the original trilogy, a piece uh, of bread. He's just cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a tasty treat. He's the unlimited salad from <laughs> Apple is the new that just keeps coming. Apple you know? is the new Cassius. <laughs> yep. And anyway. no, Cicero is the new Cassius. I, I dare you. Hold on. I'm, <laughs> anyway. Hold on. I'm on that too. <laughs> hold on. Let me get back to this main take. So I think that the Edme is going to be what brings Lysander down. How, you know, it ends with everybody kind of teaming up against Lilith in that case, but the Jackal and every, like the Society and Republic are working together to jam the signal and shoot down her plane or her spaceship. I could see something similar happening where like maybe he uses it against Atalantia or something and then Cicero turns on him. Like maybe Atalantia is coming to take him and he puts it in her ship somehow. Something like that. Like, and then again, it's like, so this guy's a fucking coward. He won't face her one-on-one. And this insane bioweapon thing against her own people and the dictator. You connected it for me. It's going to be used on the moon first. There's no way it's not. It's going to be used on Luna first. It's the smallest I, population. It's the smallest crowd. Yeah. But you have to pick a kind color, of right? piggybacking a little bit off yeah. of everything that's been said so far. The idea of it being the reason why the Republic ultimately wins and that coming full circle to golden greed being their downfall feels very, very poetic to me. Mm -hmm. It also, it feels like an iron goldish thing. It seems like something Selenius would stand for, which is why I'm like pro the you use it and you die sort of take on it because like how dare you think that you could pull that trigger which is giving selenius a lot of credit to be fair but i that doesn't feel completely out of bounds with sort of the original morality well uh, was this something of, that selenius created i thought this was like take it the 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 story went that akari stole it and hid it from selenius out of fear stole of it him from selenius it. selenius created it yeah okay 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 I will say, and granted, you know, the society is so much more advanced than Homo sapiens, but they did <laughs> chemically neuter Homo sapiens on Earth, and no one died for that, and it feels pretty similar. Just take mm-hmm. out one color. I don't know if it's a, a suicide bomb. We know that like Holocene can be used to like paralyze one color at a time. The the gas that's used by the Reds to neutralize Diomedes, mm-hmm. Cassius, and everyone that was on the the ship down. Yeah, similarly, Daron Severo. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're not characters that I care about. I wouldn't put their names in the pile with Cassius and Diomedes. Was Cassius there? Yeah. Oh, no, he wasn't. No. You're right. <laughs> he, he got abducted later. You're right. Good call. Well, you got me on one. I remember stuff sometimes. Yeah. So do we think Lysander would use it? Do we Do we think so? I mean, at this point, I do think he's going to try to use it. I think he's either going to... I think he'll for sure threaten to use it and then like, actually be like, fuck, now I have to use it. I feel like... He's going to use it against the society in some way, I think. Or maybe Luna, because it's there's not a lot of... That's part of what he's considering at there, the end, but, right? He's like, do I go to Mars and unleash it on Red, or 
do I take it mm-hmm. to Atlantia and Atlantia? And so I don't know. I just mm-hmm. like, I feel like the bigger enemy right now is almost Atlantia. So mm-hmm. I'd never considered that split. I thought the gold was always to go after the golds on Mars or the reds on Mars. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It is definitely go after the golds of the society or to go after the reds of Mars. Mm-hmm. I kind of took it as gold or reds of Mars, but also literally like, is yeah. there a red or a gold? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's no. true. Yeah, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I just um, and I, I yeah. I'd wonder if there could be a sort of propaganda angle if you were to take out the golds of Mars. Could could the Republic continue to function without the golds? And if they can't, is that like a very good argument for the necessity of gold? Well. The argument is like the temporary necessity of gold, right? Because like people aren't trained in these things and like they're the most educated. It's the same so argument like, that Gaia was making. Right. Well, that, yeah, that is the argument that Gaia is making, but it is certain in on a long enough time frame, gold isn't necessary. Like every mm-hmm. colors aren't necessary, right? right? If you're undoing the caste system, but mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So, I think Ben, your question is society or Mars first. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, yeah. It's now that Thomas says that, it, it could just be mm-hmm. totally in reference to Darrow. Yeah. So, but I do think, like, heading back, Lysander is like, I'm preparing to go to battle with Atalantia. To me, that's like the vibe at the end of the book as well. So that's that's why, the first fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. he's going to be coming back with, like, a name and power and serious firepower. He's a threat. Yeah, he's a big time threat at that point. And Atlas probably isn't around. Right. Tom, I hate that I don't know for sure that he's not around. (laughs) I feel like Cicero and his sister, who I want to say is Horatia... Horatia. Yes, correct. Have been set up as pretty sympathetic for gold of the society in this book. And so I Cicero can't help, for sure. I can't help but think, well, Horatia is the leader of the reformers, right? Or controls mm-hmm. the reformer block block. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help but think that Lysander just through his non bioweapon actions is going to alienate them. Yeah. And the reformers in general and then lashing out will use maybe the Edme. That's kind of how I'm thinking, or like I just think, based like you can't have him kill, like maybe the most beloved character in the series amongst fans, and then have him have anything like I think he's going to die reviled by everybody because his he wants to be loved and in power. I think he's going to die reviled, like so, like a I am the shepherd moment, and mm-hmm. he kills all the other golds in the society, and like he is maybe, just the only one. Not quite that, but like, you know, some similar. I can, like, I can you know, see him getting to guys. that level of delusion for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it. And now I'm like, holy shit, he might do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he believes in himself that much. Yes. Yeah. I could see yeah. that happening on Earth. Mm-hmm. Call for another forum. <laughs> and again, hollow call in, FaceTime in, be like, hey, guys. <laughs> So sorry, I couldn't make it. Uh, you're going to die in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, or even like, you know, maybe... Never mind, that's lame. 
Never mind for that. I am curious about the mechanics of how this thing is supposed to work. Very curious. It also, Beer tells Cassius about this a little bit, right? I don't remember the how much into detail he goes. Any color on any sphere, we're assuming he says, but well, as he's dying, what does he tell Cassius about it? I'm finding it. Okay, but. This is where my only issue with Cassius, like, dude, you gotta get out of there. You gotta tell Daryl about this. <laughs> that's my biggest issue. <laughs> like, and Lysander gives just, him an out. Just walk away yeah. and go tell Darrow. In Iron Gold, Lysander accuses Cassius of like trying to do brave things in order to kill himself because he regrets what he did in killing Octavia, which we that part is not true. But here's the only part where I'm like, oh, he is trying to die. Like, mm-hmm. is that selfish? <sighs> I don't know if it is trying to stop someone who has a, a weapon that will literally genocide well, he knows a group of people. I there's no way. Cross out. and I had a conversation about yeah, this. Yeah, we did have I'm a long conversation quite, about this. Quite strongly on the <sighs> opinion that it's so tough. I don't think he would have killed Lysander at all. I think his entire point was to to not like. I think his to be the mills. His thought was that yeah. Lysander wasn't going to kill him, and I don't think he was ever actually going to kill Lysander. Yeah. I don't that's, think that's the question, though. The question is no, right? Whether yeah, the choice was give Cassius the eat me or kill Cassius. I don't think Cassius was ever considering killing Lysander. That's not how I read it. But I still strongly mm-hmm. believe Cassius should have fucking gone and told everybody and then yeah. they would have and been then, prepared instead of being a martyr that's not going to help anything because Lysander is a sociopath and no longer cares for others. So, Right. But we're going to get that great so moment he says, at the end when Lysander realizes that about himself and it's all going to come from that moment where he killed Cassius. By the way, every time I bring this up with Ben, he just says, I must. Well, that's why he did it. I must. God damn it. I I fucking I I didn't I didn't even mention that line when we were going through because I was already crying as I was going through and doing that part in our like wrap up. I was trying so hard to keep it together and it was so bad. Really everybody um, gets on the on the morning night, but the best line is I must. Just those two words. I must. I must. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mustn't. Um, Damn. Yeah. Vibe killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what but what Atlas says is Selenius's biological eyed me can target a color, any color, on any enemy shot in the head. So he doesn't even finish the thought. So he's like just rapid firing shit. Right. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, there's probably a draft of this. Maybe it's not as dramatic, but there might be a draft or a thought process where Lysander lets Cassius leave and then shoots down the ship. You know, like I feel like he probably <laughs> just because he's he's so far gone. I think he kills Cassius no matter what. Yeah, I I think in particular I so I I haven't talked too much about this. I talked to PJ about it, of course, as we were going through, but. As I was reading 17B, I was sitting with my Kindle in the fucking coffee shop, taking fucking notes because I knew that I was eventually going to have to talk about this on our fucking podcast and my Kindle. And I got to the line. Uh, give me two seconds here. 
I'm going to say it's like a, a loaded pistol can weigh 24 ounces or a lifetime of regret. And I saw that in the moment, highlighted it and noted in my Kindle. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> because in that moment, I knew that Cassius was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was it was just leading into the sort of. What justification is Lysander going to make to pick up the pistol again? No honor, no time. And like walk away from that moment. Yeah, he can make. Yeah, he can do. He can do it anytime. And I agree. I I think that's a great yeah. point that you made, Thomas. Like, I think he's going to yeah. kill him either way. And the telling him to leave is just like him trying to convince himself that he has like this last little shred of dignity and that he can let him go. But Cassius won't think he's a bad dude. Yes, but yeah. as soon as he's his logical brain snaps back in, he's gonna be like that ship down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that makes me think maybe that isn't the case is because he allows Pytha to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some yeah. part of him that doesn't like fully let go of that because Pytha is allowed to go. But she doesn't know um, about it. Yeah, Pytha doesn't know about it. She doesn't know about Eidmund. Yeah. That's the that's the only reason. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Could be the poisoning of the well, which then yeah. circles back in that. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, this is just great that Pytha tried to shoot him on the way out. <laughs> just like <Yeah>. love her. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Had to try it. Had to try it. Had to try it. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, man. God damn it. <laughs> Can I tell you when I knew Cassius was gonna die and Ben can verify this because he finished <laughs> shortly before me is when I got I to do part it. four and it said brothers. I <laughs> yeah, sent it to Ben same. and I was like same. Yeah. I'm in like chuckles. I'm in danger. Yeah. I feel like I, I knew when they I were definitely. having like a heart to heart. I was yeah. like, God damn it. Oh yeah. I started Lyria to tally like, the Cassius heart to hearts, but what I it was uh. it was just it was the specific moment in which the chapter flips over and then Lysander and you're like, Okay, you're the dude that's gonna fucking do yeah. it, of course. Fuck it's me. It's like Lyria's yeah. like, You're better than you know. And you're like, God, don't tell him that. Keep that up. No. <laughs> he doesn't no. need to know it. Tell him after. <laughs> Eclat. <laughs> Little eaglet because she has to be the inheritor oh of the legacy, God. and she doesn't need to be powerful to mean something. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Pierce! Yeah, <laughs> did we have any other feelings about Cassius that we wanted to just vent into the <laughs> the open air? I love him. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it, just from the it, bottom I of my like, heart, I feel like it had to happen, like story wise, but. I didn't like that there was that like choice because now I'm like, why didn't you walk away? Mm-hmm. Great. I think if Pierce or if Lit Escalates creates any more busts, there should be one of Cassius that's just like from the shoulder <laughs> to the chin with like curly hair coming down. <laughs> Just the chin. <laughs> there might be a little. <laughs> Could be difficult to balance. Said. Damn. Can I? Yeah. So we have Cassius, Diomedes, and Darrow teamed up, right? Mm-hmm. We don't the boys see them they fight were. together, like. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. I kind of. I wish you know. I think it's described of them clearing ships. I wish we just got to see it. Just uh, imagine those. Like imagine you're any fighter, and those three just land in your 
corridor in your <laughs> meat straw. It doesn't matter who's there. Like, we're done. That's insane. Imagine the beautiful we really carnage never those see three weaved. Diomedes duel anybody. Uh, we, well, we did in Iron Gold. Who's he duel? Somebody As Diomedes him, moves, right? people die. Yeah. Basically, oh, in the described. like hangar, the cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Like, uh, I'm curious what some sort of adaptation might look like if that will allow Pierce to kind of branch out outside of the writing format or outside of the like novel format and approach different scenes that we know exist uh, in a different medium. It'd be pretty cool to see them like that. I think Daimee is going to be your secret MVP of Red God. I think uh, here's Diomedes my is my MVP period. I don't know who he meant. <laughs> here's my big brain of how this ends. I think Diomedes is being set up as the palatable to everybody, but he can bridge and rule the Republic society rim altogether, kind of mm-hmm. with support from, you know, with like a council or something. He's the hegemon yeah. of everybody because he, everybody fucks with him. And I think he's going to do some cool stuff as an ally of the Republic now. And, you know, Darrow, Virginia have too much baggage. Anyone from the society has too much baggage. And so I think Diomedes at times of being set up as someone who could take the reins and allow Darrow and Virginia to retire and fuck off into exile. But I we think shall that, see. That puts a lot of weight on... Th- the society big being okay with the <laughs> Republic in any form existing at all. Well, I think that's part of Lysander, like getting reviled by everybody. Fucking I think, them up. Yeah. I think it's only going to be like Horatia and Cicero left of the society. Basically like the reformer golds who are like, okay. Hey, you know, we're pretty racist. However, we're outnumbered <laughs> and bad at yeah. fighting. So I would Which, say to only... be fair, Diomedes falls into that camp too. It's hard to, it's He's learning, hard though. to remember that. He's yeah. learning a little bit in the past, like couple days that we've spent. With him. <laughs> hey, hey! I, I think somewhere. I think that that's one of the interesting things, though, is that he he learned it long beforehand because he is he is basically he's acknowledging it for the first time because he never thought about it as directly. He's a himbo. He he doesn't think about these things. He just acts. And so when Ore confronts him on like the reality of like, would you put me in shackles again? He's like, fuck no. Like, why would I do that? We have great sex. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering yeah. Horatio or Horatia and Cicero's appetite for working with Darrow after Mercury. Well, that's why I think it's Diomedes. I think yeah. I think Virginia and Darrow are exiled if they live. Yeah. I think they're somewhere else. Yeah, I don't think Darrow can be in society without it being at war, probably. How do you think Pax plays into this last book? He's the red god. I mean, how long does it mm-hmm. take it from the rim and back? Not enough time for him to be yeah, like. What do we think our timeline graduated also right? for the next? I was thinking we could have a longer. He's expedited, timeline. Thomas. The thing that kind of fucks up the timeline is the fact that society is in charge of Phobos right now. So it's like, I don't know that that speeds up how fast everything has to happen for the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's six months. It's several months. I, I know. To yeah. Pluto is like fourteen months. They're not that far, but. 
they're they're at least yeah. So I, when I do we think the next six, book yeah. start? I think six months out. It's between four and six months for sure. Like because travel back time. Up Mars. Yeah. I think we back up. Exactly. I think we start oh, seeing God. parallel timelines from the Mars perspective. That'd be kind mm. of interesting. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Open with more Virginia. Yeah, I also think we're going to get a new point of view in the last book. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think Pax. I think Pax or yeah. another society person. It's going to have to be a society person. Yeah. Somebody on Luna. I think it'd be Apple. really cool to see Abominatrius. Ooh, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, point Apple of, would be too much, if, too much yeah, words. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe we did like <laughs> two chapters of deranged. I think PJ is yeah. on. I think but an Abominadrius. Abominadrius, yeah. yeah. POV might yeah. be. It's another sphere. Yeah. 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 PJ, PJ's Krypton. Yeah. Or Lilith showing up as a chapter title. With that guy Adrius too. on the very top would be such a crazy <laughs> moment. I would freak the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, Cross. I, I missed what you yeah, said. Yeah, what did you say? I was just it's saying, Adrius like, Adrius is a chapter title, like as like a as like a title before you get to the <laughs> yeah. chapter title and itself. It's I would, I would shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, a Lilith point of view would be the worst thing mm. ever, probably. But her just talking about Adrius and her like weird dead thoughts would be very fun. I could also see Man. it just going down. Although to, he is a child, so never mind. Yeah. I could also go back see to it. first series and have that happen. <laughs> I We've also talked s- about Oedipus a couple times this episode already. <laughs> let's let's tally this up. I could also see it going back just to I dueling Lysander Darrow point POVs too. I guess that was kind of the last I could, part. Of the I would, but I'd be a little bummed about missing out on more Virginia or Lyria. Still, but I, I think you could still have yeah. to have. Lyria. You'd see them. Yeah, yeah. I think a Lyria we- POV. That He's sticking with the obsidians. That won't go away. Would yeah. Atalantia PJ technically be a new point of view? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. of the prologue to yeah, Dark fuck Age. You. Yeah. It's Iron Gold. But or Iron Gold. Is it actually yeah. Iron Gold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Iron Gold. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um it's not interesting. Quite point of view. That's like third thought. Third person's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atalantia would be interesting. Virginia. PJ, you brought up a thing in one of the episodes where you said that Lyria's point of view might be over and it I'd be could okay be with Volga. It. I, I'd like it to transition to Volga because I think that's that duo is important. It's still a storyline, right? Yeah, and I think they stay bound together. But I think Volga becomes the more interesting point of view with the two of them together. I don't think he adds new point of view personally. I, I think I think the whole thing's been about calling gradually. So I'd be shocked. But I would what if I would die if he hits us with a fifth point. I just of view. don't know how we get over to Luna and get anything resolved over there. Mm-hmm. That's important. The and that is, is I want to I want to give Thomas the time, but that is leading into kind of my final set of like couple of questions. So Thomas, where are you going? Just there's so much shit on Luna. Like we got Abominatrius mm-hmm. to wrap up. We have whatever the fuck happened with someone's brain spiked. Like, we know someone's brain diddled. In addition to Lysander. <laughs> like, is it Clown and Pebble, the remaining Howlers? Are they the ones? And Severo's going to have to fight them now? It's like the twist. Severo's not. It's Winter Soldier. I don't know. I do not know. 
lot to unpack there. So leading into kind of those those final couple of questions here, my my thought is that obviously this is all aiming towards Mars. Everything feels pivotal towards Mars. Mars is the thing. But we do have all of these plots, as, as we mentioned, with Luna. And I'm also curious of if there will be anything that focuses in on Earth specifically, because we've kind of avoided the sphere for the most part outside of a couple of chapters now in Lightbringer. But between the two, do we think that we'll see a whole lot of focus there? And if so, like in what regard, from what character, where does that make the most sense? Abominagius. <laughs> I would love that POV. I don't know who else we care about. Unless Adelaide is I... hopping around Africa again. Yeah, I... I... I brought it up a little bit ago, but I, I would genuinely. I wouldn't be surprised if Lysander calls for another forum in Rome and uses Earth as a not that important uh, testing ground for Eidme. Like as far as like not that much collateral damage beyond what his actual targets are. Yeah. Okay. That also shoots off the gun, right? Like that that plays perfectly mm-hmm. into the the sort of like setup payoff of things, which shows that Eidme could be intimidating, which I, I think is the one thing that needs to be shown in Red God to give us some sense of stakes. If this is the stake maker, we have to know that the bomb goes off. If the bomb doesn't go off, nothing is important. Or the bomb isn't important, right? So we can't fixate on it. So mm-hmm. it does sound like there's some yeah. tough bastards on earth fighting it out yeah <laughs> like all over mm-hmm. the place like <laughs> i kind of want a little bit more earth. I know. yeah i'm, I'm kind of weird in that yeah. way but no there was those are interesting threads of like like you get one or two sentences you're like oh i'd love to walk mm-hmm. down that path a little further but you don't when it's fine yeah but but yeah i wonder if that's a breeding ground for new characters maybe if there's going to be any new characters like Lightbringer really didn't bring a whole lot as far as new characters go. Which is good. We need to pare down. Yeah, sure. Way too many. Athena. Yeah. 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 Athena and Ore got Chan. flushed out. Yeah. But right. or flushed out. But <laughs> <laughs> Cicero to a yeah. degree, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I like. I don't see a lot. I, I think. I don't think this. This story seems like it's going to be very much. I could see all of Red God just taking place on Mars, with some Luna background stuff, but I. I do think it's going to be back and forth, Luna and Mars. We'll see. Is it possible? Mm. I just like at the beginning of the book, Luna is being starved out. And then Atalantia brings a giant fucking army there. It should be a cakewalk to take Luna, minus like the horrors of city fighting. Like relatively, Luna should be easy. There's no golds there. It's just a bunch of rabble in charge and a super genius. Are there still a? There are the bone riders there. A few dozen atomics buried. Probably there's across hmm. all of Luna. Yeah, I just like. Maybe. I also would have never expected to spend half of a book in the rim on this in this book. 
So, like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted this so badly, and I'm so glad I got it. <laughs> I never would have guessed that we would like be going back to the room uh, for as long as we did. That's all I wanted. I'm yeah. So glad. I also wouldn't have guessed it, but yeah. I wanted it. I will say mm-hmm. I miss the original kind of weird South African Japanese mashed up accent that TGR gave the Rimdolds <laughs> from the original series. I do miss that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're we're kind of like out on Earth outside of Lysander. We're in on the moon for something to some degree. There's a question of like where our final conflict, I think, goes down. And I think that there are two like clear and obvious angle. Or there are three. I think there are three clear and obvious places where the very end between Darrow and Lysander happens. Because that seems where where we'll all end to some degree. One is Dragon's Den on Luna. As though he's chased off Mars and maybe chased back onto Luna. Dragon's Ma? Yeah, I was in the Dragon's Ma, sorry. Not Dragon's Den. Dragon's Ma on Luna. So he's chased off of Mars basically and back into the same place, you know, that they were at a couple of decades ago or a decade plus ago at this point. There is the mine, which feels like that would be the opposite end of like being chased down into the mind and then ending Lysander there. Or there's the Morningstar Lightbringer itself, which is to say who is the more righteous cause among those, which is sort of a philosophical middle ground, which to you three or to you four, fuck me, feels the most likely. I excluded PJ in my head. I'm so sorry. It's I'm used to it. Phobos could um, be a dark horse candidate for a, a place to for that. Phobos could be. Yeah. Just Ladon. Tinos. Back to the Ladon. <laughs> ah, fuck the Ladon. I don't think we're going back to the Ladon. I don't think we're going back to one of the, the site of both yeah. of their biggest victories, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. But that is a good dark horse. I, I think the three that are probably the most likely, and I think it ends on the ship. Oh, you do? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's going to end on the ship. I mean, like, think about, like we were saying, like, everybody's died on the ship. A lot, like, most of our dramatic moments have happened in that ship. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're going to stay in around the Dragon's Mall. I was thinking more like on Mars. Yeah. Not necessarily in the... Yeah, but like where? Like Aegea? Like that would be the, the best place that I can think of. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe... Yeah. But Mars is... The yeah. Institute? Maybe uh, Olympus? Bologna? Uh, yeah. Sure. Imagine the conversation that could happen if... The Lightbringer Morningstar is crippled and hurled towards the sun with Darrow and Lysander on board. Oh my god. <laughs> Icarus, both. Yeah. I mean, the chapter is titled Sun Death. Yeah. And they both just get to talk. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I don't think that's actually what's going to happen, but I I could imagine something like that yeah. being really fun to write or create. Like, Dara would stab build. Lysander and then talk to himself. That, yeah, bro. <laughs> I'd like that. To be like, clear. He, like, cut yeah. off all of Lysander's limbs and yeah. is, like, now piloting <laughs> the Morning Star into the sun with Edmi in it because it's already been deployed yeah. or something. Fair. 
Yeah. I have a question. I don't I have no fucking idea where the final battle's gonna take place. I don't <laughs> All right. I mean it's not about an idea, when, it's about like what do you thing. think? I'm convinced just now Severo's kidnapping Lysander again for sure, right? I think every one of these books he's mentioned, a goblin of his youth has terrified him. I think oh God, I think Lys- I Lysander's that. being kidnapped by Severo. But he, Severo wouldn't kidnap him at this point. He would just I think kill him. He, I think but like he would just, just the, stab the fuck out of that man. Yeah. That's true. But for like the the memes, I think he has to kidnap him again. <laughs> I think a goblin. Maybe Electra kidnaps him. <laughs> that that tracks. Electra would be capable enough. Electra's just kidnapped couldn't beat a gray. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad that I posed a trilogy of options and no one's picked. <laughs> I picked. No I don't think it's going to be the uh, mine. Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mine or the Dragon Maw are a little too cliche. The Morning Star makes I a lot of sense. Morning Star makes sense to me too. I just realized Aaron. they both lost their like brother figures on, on that ship too. Like, uh huh. Similar conversations. Yeah, both of them begging them not to sacrifice themselves because yeah. gold still needs rope and. <sighs> yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, in a. And both of them charged towards or chose yeah. their own deaths either way. Yeah. Aaron, do you have do you have any any concept of where you think it's going to end? I said Mars. Where Lysander did? Oh, you said Mars. You, I missed that. She was so a sorry. bevy of options. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You said surface. You didn't think it was going to be mine. It's going to be somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's going right. to be the Valkyrie Spires, obviously. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be a cool sight. Yeah. Hmm. All right. To round, to finalize everything, is there anything that you like desperately want to see in Red God? Outside of the obvious, the obvious are like Lysander being crucified upside down and being flown into the sun. You know, like we all want to see that. But is is there anything that you are, are potentially looking forward to in Red God? Pax Darrow hug. <laughs> hmm. I would like I'd, to see a happy ending, but I know I'm not going like, to. I'd also like to get a low husband, low wife in mm. person. Hey, that was mine. Yes, <laughs> that'd be great. That would I, be fucking hard. I've said that before. Well, you stole you that. It. You had a chance. Stole that for me. You probably changed <laughs> your mind This isn't a it. happy thing, but it's something that I brought up to Crossland. I don't remember if it was on... I think it might have been on a phone call. I don't remember if it was on the show or not. But for Darrow to get back to Mars, be so excited to to go on a grab bike ride and for Pax to be like, I haven't I haven't ridden a bike in like <laughs> ten years. I don't, I don't give a shit about grab bikes anymore. <laughs> like, oh, like just to just to for the like, one <laughs> thing that has been grounding him to Pax for the entire time to be ripped out from under him because he just hasn't grown up with his been son. There. It's not set, it's not happy, but I, I think it'd be a very very raw, real, emotional. Cross said, "What do you want to see?" Yeah, PJ tonight. Do you need? A- <laughs> I yeah. want to. I want to see a raw, <laughs> yeah, real, emotional conversation terrible. between Pax and Darrow. PJ is writing this be, book. That, that's <laughs> the dark. way to go with it. <laughs> that's dark, bro. I'm so excited for you to read all of Joe Abercrombie's books. You're going to be so excited. <laughs> Just PJ, that bummed me out in a serious way. <laughs> and I could see that happening. 
Let's talk about <laughs> all of their interactions. What do you think? Apple and Darrow get a duel too. Apple and Darrow too happens. It has to for right? sure. Yeah, and then Apple, he's a good guy now. <laughs> <laughs> who it is? Di- I, who is Diomedes duel? That's that's. Thank you. Because who are the heavy hitters? He can duel. Le- like who's I, left? That's I why I think it. I might be Apple Diomedes. I was thinking he mm. could fight. I thought he was going to fight Ajax and like kind of wreck him. Yeah, and that would be his thing. Like, who's the real storm? I thought that was <laughs> going to happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the answer is Cicero, and this gets into my answer, unfortunately, <laughs> because I want so badly for Cicero to betray Lysander, for Cicero to turn mm. the cold shoulder mm-hmm. on the whole thing, because it already feels like he's headed that direction. But I am afraid that it will be Cicero Diomedes. What I want Cicero. is Cicero turning around. What I think will happen is Cicero will get maimed easily by Diomedes loyal to the end and just yeah and wrong for the wrong reasons you know he's he is Lysander's Cassius which is brutal wasn't Cassius Lysander's Cassius I feel like I mean, to be sure, Lys- but you know what I mean <laughs> he's like Lysander's <laughs> rope without the space ability yeah he's okay sure secrets. he does he does secrets. he does believe in something opposite he's keeping secrets from him that's actually a better comparison you're right you're right but he he acts like cassius that's why i think i equate him more closely he's got the same sort of attitude but i could also yeah. see lysander killing diomedes similar to the way that he's killed alex and cassius if he kills Fuck. diomedes that's like all right like this guy is just the best even though it's all guns like the best <laughs> fighter of all time like you can't take out Lorne reborn Cassius and Diomedes like we gotta just tip our hats to him at that point like I mean it tips our hats, 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 hats is a on grenade the honorable like fighting style of gold though right right yeah like it is the embodiment of his soft fucking against honor it it is so it's so funny because like one of the biggest complaints about any sort of space fantasy thing is like well why don't they use a gun and Lysander is literally the answer of <laughs> yeah I use a fucking gun because like why would I use a sword? Just <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. It's fucking easier, man. <laughs> right, right. I mean, um, it's, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I just want to see. Yeah. I want to see. Diomedes just beating like just wholesale ass, just like wrecking dude and then Daryl's yeah. like holy shit <laughs> but I want to see it from Daryl's yeah. point of view and it's like some crazy thing happened he's just like oh we do have Diomedes point of view though could be really cool Diomedes yeah. in action yeah is something I want to see for sure mm-hmm. yeah same extended action no doubt not just like Diomedes did something cool which is what we think yeah I yeah, want to see true. him yeah <laughs> I want Daryl to be in awe of Diomedes <laughs> yeah totally all right cool PJ, did you have anything else in your arsenal that you don't think we hit? I had a note of what the heck is happening on Mars, but I think we've t- we've covered enough. <laughs> I think we're good. Cool. Anything else from from the uh, the gallery here? Our friends, Look, Looking forward to Red God. Oh yeah, brother. See you guys in like three years when. <laughs> Red God gets released, and then a year later yeah, when I get to finish then. it. <laughs> EJ, just seeing what Frost put you through, leaving you on these cliffhangers. I wept. 
for your purity, for your valor. I, <laughs> I am very like. I'm very happy with the way that like I know Crossland and Ben went back and forth a lot with breaking up these chapters a couple of times, yeah, and he he's made me aware of some of the like contentious points. And I think I totally see Ben's point of view from like the the way to break up the story goes, but from the way that we record our show, I think Crossland made the right decisions. <laughs> so I, I'm very, very happy with how I got to read this book, but I'm so excited to like dig in and read it all front to back in a blitz again. So yeah. Love this fucking book. Love you all. Thank you for for doing this with us every time. Um, it is it's joy. It was so it was so great to have you guys back. Obviously, because um, I miss your your smiling mugs. <laughs> it was so fun. Thanks for having us back. Thanks. Good to hang again. Honored to be here. Yeah. Thomas, what did you yeah. say on my birthday? He texted me and he's like, oh. I'm trying to sound like Apple. Yeah, I well, so at first I wanted to do like a whole long thing, but I was like, I don't know if Aaron and I heard that close, if she'll just be like, that was weird. Um, and I so I was, I was just like, I'm going to get Aaron then. first. That was my whole thing. I I think I said you, you call, happy birthday, you bucolic? Bucolic, and then Wonder. I Googled, and I was like, pa- like pastoral, or like... But it just meant like wonder, like, like lovely, basically. And then I said... Thank you. And I was like, he said, I'm trying to sound like Apple. I was like, you need to add about 20 more words. <laughs> yeah. There was a draft with 15 more words, not quite 20. Nice. Good. No, I nice. love you guys. Glad we're book friends and real friends. Yeah. Come out to beach country. Come on. Fucking do it. Yeah, we should, somebody, we should plan something. Somebody do it. That was just really beach. I'll bring the corn beach off. It was 70 beach degrees off. today. We could have a beach off. Yeah. Ben and I can dress like candy. Beach each other off. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a nice warm day today at 29 degrees. Mm. God bless. Yeah, you you me. called me and you're like, God, I'm skating home in my car the other day. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I haven't had to deal with that in a while. Yeah. Um, that's when, that's when I was bringing back the lobster stuff with tacos. So Lobster. Lamster. But yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're always, we're perpetually so happy to have you. For folks of whom don't know, before we go into next week and kind of the general wrap up y things, where can people find you in case they are blissfully oblivious at this point? Thomas? You can find High Tea Obsessed wherever you get podcasts. It's currently on a hiatus, but coming back in March with a new season all about women in history. Recording that with a friend of all of our pods, Cassie, a.k.a. Sharkbait's Bookshelf. And we've started recording episodes. Pretty fun so far. Coming out first week of March. Going to be sick. New logo out. Same logo as before, just purple this time. So, Exciting. <laughs> uh, Love the purple logo. That. And that's High Tea Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. And if you're looking for a breakdown on some great history about Alexander the Great, of course, Alexander the Excellent, as it were, you should definitely go listen as well. The, the backlog is excellent. You'll enjoy it. As Thank well you. as some Bigfoot commentary. Yes. <laughs> also that. And Heiss. And Ben's and been on there a few times. Cross and PJ have been on there a few times. 
Aaron will be on there. For the women. It's my bad. For the women. For the women. <laughs> and for HowlerPod, we're on the platforms and YouTube at HowlerPod, H-O-W-L-E-R-P-O-D. Anywhere you can find us. So easy. Google it. So easy. <laughs> <laughs> you can we find a, me tasty. wordswhiskeypod at gmail.com. <laughs> We have, a, we have a tasty new website coming for you very soon. Um, I've seen the drafts. They look good, and you won't pay any money for them. So that is happening. That we're, we're very excited for. So, that said, next week, we will be having on the illustrious, the wonderful, the luscious, the man himself, Logan Sandoval, to be our second wrap-up. Coming back to talk and to deep dive into... Lysander in the completely maybe? opposite way <laughs> as he did last time. In addition to talking about a lot of other things, of course, because it's impossible to arrange on that man as a, as of course everyone here knows. I, so I feel like we didn't do a good enough job of letting everyone know that we challenged him to defend Lysander the last time he was on the podcast. <laughs> Like, yeah. it wasn't his choice to be a Lysander mm. sympathizer. He's always been a sympathizer. It is, it is but his he did, choice. But he did pick up the flag, and he did run with he the did, Loon Invictus He did do bit, it well, but, but it was, very it excited. was our prompt <laughs> that like, got yes. him to do it. How dare so, you. Very excited for that. And then following that up, Hail Reaper. Is he going to mail us some barbecue before uh, so i mean one hopes on the show i hope so we just need to con him <laughs> into it <laughs> what if instead of visiting okay. crossland we all visit zeph california is so visit. expensive yeah let's do that well, well god all, damn it well i see i see one big bed like the charlie and the chocolate factory like will we want to the chocolate factory like the grandparents one of us mm-hmm. one of us will survive and take over <laughs> That's, barbecue. that's not at all what i was doing but yeah that yeah. works too yeah. in a world of our imagination perfect so that's where we'll leave you for this week uh thank you as ever to tim and andrew for love you being guys. the backbound of our show miss you both <laughs> <laughs> i miss you too uh check out the links in the show notes where you can find our schedule our patreon our previous episodes our websites our social media accounts uh complaints about crossland mostly uh, actually compliments about no one complains about guests i am strictly absent from the show notes i do not exist there all in one convenient location Aaron, I've been doing such a poor approximation of your threats. I, I just decided <laughs> to run with it similarly. And I just need, you know, like one one like good threat to like put people out on, if you wouldn't mind. Star don't reviews. forget to rate and review. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll <laughs> use eat me on your family. Just on your family. You have to survive. <laughs> But tonight, Aaron, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Deal with the yeah, pain use of the, the genocidal weapon. You don't die. Yeah, I must. Family, you, your entire family will be. I good. must. And then must. we'll pluck out your eye, put it in a ring, and send you <laughs> off into space to live forever. 
Brutal. Oh, man. At least you didn't put the children in sheets and then Jesus them to Christ. death. Anyway. <laughs> cool. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.